Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I, love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267 22 Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? I'm going to be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy Blake Guitar Jeff. It's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Coast to coast to border to border on the TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and of course, 50 plus AM FM state across the country and around the world. Radio Xenu today, get Hemp and the crew for letting us be live as live can get on Radio Xenu. To us each and every Monday through Friday, it's 2 Central, 3 Eastern Standard, and of course, there's only one person that listens to us on 1 PM Mountain Standard. Our brand new Droid app is available and is free in the App Store, or you can go to JiggyJag.us, stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information. Of course, today we have, uh, we have a house full. We have a house full. We have, we have comics coming today. We have, uh, comedian. we have comedians, and then we have a guy who's just a comic. He's basically just a guy we laugh at. His name is Kevin Sig. He has shown up here several times. He's been a blues musician. He's been a country musician. He's been a Christian artist. Um, and I think that might be Burgess Martin. No, it's comedians. See, I was right. I told you I had comedians coming. 
We have Reno and Andrew from K-Sun Radio with us today, co-hosting our uh, lovely excursion. And uh, Burgess, at some point, will make his way into the building, and I can guarantee you, and I will make a bet with everyone in the room, he will flirt with Reno within 20 seconds of coming in the bar. Oh, wow. Um, he, is, uh, he is quite entertaining. And um, let's see, what, what else is going on? Oh, Kevin Sig will be here. He is, uh, he is not a professional comic. He is just a guy we laugh at. So that's it. Uh, welcome to the big broadcast. Uh, fantastic day. And of course, tonight at the Rusty Needle, we have some comedians who are going to be doing their thing 7 to 10. And we'll talk to them in our next segment about all that. But uh, Reno, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good, actually. You brought Andrew with you today. Yes, I did. She ain't had nothing better. And just come on, right? Come on down, right? Right? Yeah, that's pretty. Much now, how was how was the uh, how was the uh, excursion last evening uh, out there in the uh, great city of Wichita, Kansas? This uh, this circus that I heard was Lawyer Jones' CD release show. No, it wasn't a circus. I mean, you know, it was actually he did a really good job. I was really proud of him. He did his cable. thing. Go ahead, keep talking. It's just the game. It's what it Messing does. Messing stuff up over there. I just mess things up all the time on this show. It's just it's just the way things are. And they, and I say Kevin Sig is the problem, but go ahead. No. Uh, I mean, seriously, he did. We also have really a wasp in here somewhere. Yeah, and I keep looking at it. We have, we have, and it's not to be confused with the 80s hair metal band Wasp. People are running already. People are running. It's a little. There's a fly swatter in the kitchen if somebody wants to take care of the problem. (laughs) For real. Okay, it's going to be distracting. Just so you already know, it's going to be very distracting. Until this wasp situation gets under control. Right. Look, we got a brave soldier right now. <laughs> Did you just hit it with your hand? <laughs> he just hit it with his hand. You've got a cast on your one hand, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, don't mess up both hands. Bro. I think he got. I think he got it. Did he get it? Blackhawk down. That's it. <laughs> got it. That's it. Well, all and he around. It up. Thank oh you, sir. My. He even yeah, picked it up. Brave. He's even got it. He, it it's even going to be a souvenir for some oh, lucky right. fan at Is some point. Alive? <laughs> no, 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 no. Go take that. Go take that. Go take that. This show is off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, we've, uh, excellent. We've already had our first. Con- He's an American hero today. We've had our first confirmed kill today. It's a hell of a deal. Everybody's getting back to their seats. Everybody's going back to their seats. He does have a shirt on. Who knew? That could explain a lot. Who knew that the comedians were, were going to witness a, a death today here on the air? Uh, we're going to have a memorial service for that no. wasp lady. No. His name was Ted. <laughs> His name Ted was Ted. Ted is dead. Yes. We have another comedian in here. Just to let you know. I get that impression, yes. We have another comedian in here. Everybody, welcome Andrew. That's right. He'll be here all week. Tip your weight, Steph. But. 
So here's here's how we're going to do this. The, the comedians are on a tight schedule, from what I understand. I don't know. Maybe they're not. I'm, I'm just trying to put them over. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> so here's how we're going to do this. In our next segment, I'm going to have the band clear off to the side and put the comedians on the couch. But you have to do it till we go to break. You can just hang out. Because i got 60 cameras everywhere. So at, at, at some point, people will see you moving. And, it, and it's like, what? What are they moving for? Is this the Letterman show? They're going to take their jacket off and leave? What? what? So uh, and I'm glad you guys got that reference. Because there's so many people that I make that reference. They're like, who's Letterman? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's the weirdest thing. They're like, who's David Letterman? Really? Who David Letterman is? They really didn't. I can see not. <laughs> I can see not knowing who Jimmy Kimmel is. I'm like, I'm like, they really didn't. I know who he is. I'm saying people don't know who David Letterman. It's crazy. I can I can see not knowing who Jimmy Kimmel is because I cannot stand Jimmy Kimmel. I, I I have not watched a single episode of the Tonight Show while he's been on it because I used to watch Saturday Night Live and he would laugh through his own he would laugh through his own bits. And I'm like, what is the deal? I know comics. In fact, there's probably four or five of them in the next room who would be offended by not being able to pull off the entire joke without laughing in the middle. Of it. Kevin Hart did that sometimes, though, too. Yeah, it's Sign of a bad comedian is a guy who laughs at his own jokes. Hey, Kevin I, Hart laughs at I, his I, own I, jokes. I coined that phrase wow. because I used to do that on the show, laugh at all my jokes, and I'm like, yep, very Still bad does. comedian, too. <laughs> bad, too. Thank you, Rita. It's different. With Jimmy Fallon... He's like, he, he sits with that smirk on his face, and, and Magic Johnson and Peyton Manning are doing a thing, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? You guys a bathroom or something? Like, I, I don't, I just, I don't dig on Fallon. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that with our comics here in a yeah, few moments, because like, yeah. I'm sure they have opinions, and they probably don't match mine, but, uh, which is good, again? because that wouldn't be good for this show. No, wait a minute, you like Fallon? No, I do not. Oh, okay, we can be but I'm But I'm sure they like Jimmy Fallon. But I'm sure I'm sure they know who Sam Kinison is and all these other comics that. Kinison is nuts. So. Yeah. There was a Sam Kinison impersonator that lived in Salina, Kansas, for a few years. That Andrew Dice Clay, Hickory Dickory Doc, all that crap. You know my favorite joke he ever did was. He's in Philly, right, and he's late for a show. And he's standing on the corner, and Andrew Dice Clay says, this guy comes up to him, and he's like, hey, you got the time? And he goes, the time? He goes, yeah, you know the time? He goes, the f- is wrong with you? Dude, what, you ain't got a watch? You, you don't know how to tell time? You ain't, you can't, what do I look like, a clock to you? And hey, go, f*** your mother, I ever tell you that? And he's like, oh, I guess the guy didn't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, okay. Yeah, dude, he, he don't care, man. He yeah, I love that guy, man. Uh, so, 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 <laughs> we got another. Who's that dude, Gallagher? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. smash the watermelons. I, 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 I was involved in, in in Gallagher's performance in Salida like about ten years ago. He's still alive. He, uh, yeah, he's still alive. Wow. He makes he makes like uh he's like a super genius. He makes uh like apps yeah. and then sells them to people in Vegas for the casinos. 
He just does this comedy crap for a thing to do on the side. That's what he told me when I interviewed him in in Salina. It was like the the card thing that he know. did with the with the spelling of the words and all that, and how everything sounds the same but it's spelled different with a different meaning. That was that was so genius, man. Like just the simplest things that he did. The, you, know? you know what is so funny about uh, and, and it's just because this show is just organized chaos, as I always say. <laughs> We're having a conversation with a band. About comedians. So now we have to have the comedians yeah. on and talk about music. Yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're, we're like, what about Bono, man? <laughs> so, um, you know, that's. <laughs> Taking a mic. <laughs> they were still relevant. Oh, Andrew's off to a fiery start today. Seriously, here's the only thing I don't like about Bono, okay? And literally, this is the only thing. Was they were going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he didn't want to do it. He's like, you know, I don't make music for Hall of Fame awards. I'm like, dude, what's your deal, man? Like, <laughs> What's your deal? It's the rock and roll like, fame. Rush, okay. Rush didn't make music for the Hall of Fame, and they were still inducted. That's what I'm saying. Like, you could, it's okay it to be in the Hall of Fame, right? bro. Like, of course, yeah, Chessie, the restaurant. rules. They'd be like, Andrew, we want to put you in the Sports Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Oh, no, it's not what I'm doing. Still send me the paycheck. Yeah. Right. Send me the money. Send the money. Send the millions of dollars in my mansion. <laughs> send me the money. Meager. Yeah, yeah, not not for the concerts that they do with you know fifty thousand people in attendance or whatever it is back in the eighties. Well, we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna take a brief break here on uh, Radio Zenu, and when we come back, we're gonna have our comics in here, and uh, we're gonna get it in where we fit in, whatever the hell that means. I don't know what that means. Well, thank you, Rita. We'll take a break. We've got comics on the way, and uh, who knows who else is going to show up today. We could have the, the, the crackhead neighbor show, although they got evicted, which was kind of... So it's okay that kind of bothered me, because they just show up out of nowhere and be like, can I be on the show? We're going to take a time we got more coming up. When you wanted the best long-distance rates, you dialed 10-123 in the number. Then it changed to 10-12-123. Now you can still get the lowest long-distance rates. Just dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123 and pay a low 6 cents a minute as easy as 1-2-3. Dial 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123 between 8-30 and 10-52, four days a week for your savings prize. You'll feel like you've won one two on 1-1-10-12-10-8-30-52-64-123. 10 to 1, your sixth cents says six cents for two minutes will have you at sixes and sevens when you call one number, one one ten twelve ten. 8302. Got it? Long distance dialing has never been easier. To sign up for 1110121030 call for your 8 digit PIN number and activation code. 
Hey, office nerds and computer weenies, forget about Trikey Fest, Computer Fest, and Cyber Fest, because this weekend it's Paperclip Fest. Wow, Paperclip Fest, wow. That's right, Paperclip Fest. Paperclip Fest is your chance to see the latest in paperclip technology. View paperclip art and learn all about new breakthroughs in paperclip uses for the next millennium. Bring your paperclip questions and talk with factory reps. Don't miss world-renowned paperclip artist Doug Finster, showing off his famous paperclip replica of Mount Rushmore. Even see a miniature house built with just paperclips. Plus, there'll be paperclip seminars going on throughout the entire exciting weekend. Let's get ready to rumble! For the No Shots Band Total Tough Man Cage Match Paperclip Fight between Sneaky Pete the Pervert and Dwayne Rusty Eyes Pinkman. Ow! It's all happening this weekend. Don't miss it. Parking is limited, so hurry and get there now. It's Paperclip Fest. Paperclip Fest. Not affiliated with the World Paperclip Organization. The hottest EDM music is available right now. Hashtag EDM Music Hub. Check out EDMMusicHub.com. 24-7 stream of the best in EDM, electronic, dance, and more. Check out EDM Music Hub. Press promo is available at Facebook.com slash EDM Music Hub. Check it out today. If you want to submit your music, it's EDM Music Hub at gmail.com. EDM Music Hub. The best in EDM. Listen right now. Hello, I'm Rory Jessel, owner and manager of Jerky City, home of the original two-pound beef jerky, where we always say it's enough to keep you chewing all day. This week at Jerky City, we're keeping our doors open till 12 midnight every night for our annual big jerky sale. So come on in and stock up now on your favorite beef jerky, barbecue beef jerky, teriyaki jerky, sweet and sour pork jerky, cheese jerky, and for the health-minded, turkey jerky. Jerky City. We're a city of jerkies all under one roof, so you don't have to go driving around town anymore. Ask about our new breakfast jerkies, and be sure to sign up for our weekend circle jerkies. Jerky City. Come on in and chew the fat. smile when we were disheartened to them when they felt open dream for a better tomorrow they were our gods and goddesses gracing our silver screens of yore no longer do you have to yearn for that time gone by relive pornography's golden era with some lick it hot commemorative stamp set eight specially commissioned stamps featuring such famed celebrities as yankee noodle Tanya, oh my God, yes, and Seymour Fanny. Reproduced with stunning clarity and breathtaking color, all eight 69-cent stamps come in a sheet or a box. These stamps are sure to go down as collector's items. Some lick it hot. Commemorative porn mint stamp set from the post office, making mailing more fun. On today's Creation Moments Minute, another hoax that's still found in most school textbooks. Found in most school textbooks, the hoax of the ever-upward progression of living organisms, including man. The journal Science has reported that paleobiologists reevaluated all the fossil-bearing rocks that have been found over the last 180 years. What was their reaction after their new inventory? One scientist said, we may have been misled for 20 years. Another commented, for the first time, a large group of people is saying paleobiology has been making a mistake. Why are they reacting this way? They've had to conclude, on the basis of the fossil evidence, that they're 
never was an ever upward progression of complexity of life forms as they had expected. The species that are represented in the fossil record show no evidence of the classic evolutionary development traditionally found in school textbooks. In short, the fossil record supports the Bible. For CreationMomentsMinute.com, I'm Darren Marlar. Seven, three sixty-five. The number two internet radio program, according to TalkStreamLive.com. This is the Jiggy Jaguar Radio Show. You, you get you get rejected. You you do like I do, and you go out and you meet someone who has low self-esteem, and then she decides I'm going to keep you. That's what you do. <laughs> that is wrong. Damn. <laughs> First of all, for the record, my fiance is hot. Well, I know, but I mean, you said something about being rejected, and I was rejected on many occasions dating. And so I'm like, well, I've got to find somebody, and I and I I found someone who was as desperate as me, and we're a couple. I am going to. You know what? You know what my favorite thing was I ever saw you put down on Facebook was, Uh remember if she's bothering you, that means she's just leaving some other poor guy alone. (laughs) I was like, that puts it in perspective. That puts it in such good perspective, man. I have a friend in McPherson, and her mom used to, whenever we would have all sorts of problems at school or whatever, and people would be... I don't know why people would talk shit on me. They do all the time, but whatever. And she's like, you know, if they're paying attention to you, they're leaving some other poor guy alone, so you should be honored. And I'm like, you're so. That's what we're doing. That's funny. I'll take it. I will will take it. Yes. Well, that too. Womp womp. (laughs) Let's leave it to the comedian. Uh, (laughs) Hey, my Ted story with the wasp was, was great. That was outstanding comedic genius, and you three motherfuckers know it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Speaking of our comedian friends. You can turn them on now. I think. Check, check, check. There we are. All right, I hear you. Dude, I'm so going to make that a thing, bro. Check. Man, with a little wasp, you know. Is is it still over there to throw it? I throw it in the toilet. Okay, good. In the potty. Because I've seen things happen where they... <laughs> and uh. forgive me, guys. I remember your name. Nathan, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, and you are... Weston? Weston and Ryan. Okay, excellent. We have some Weston, comedians in the studio tonight. The Comedy Night is back at the Rusty Needle. Sunday, March 6th, 7 p.m. An incredible show is planned. That's what, that's what they say. And Weston always brings it. You, where, where do you find all these great comedians? Uh, Denver's huge. Is this on? Yes, can you hear it? you're okay. good. Can you hear it in ours. I got you. Um, yeah, Denver's uh, booming right now. The Denver comedy scene, Colorado, just in general, even. Uh, there's, there's probably, I don't know. No wonder Ross Long packed his bags and went to Colorado. I should have went with him. Yeah, he should have. I don't know. We don't. I think it's more weird if you're not. So, uh, Weston Unruh is bringing some comedians this evening to the uh, the good old Rusty Needle. You guys have been on a uh, like a mini tour this weekend. Yeah, just a weekend. A We've been jaunt, doing about every, as they every say. Three months. Yeah, we come out. We did uh, the Dodge City Casino Friday night, and uh, we were in Newton at the Alcapuco restaurant last night. Mm. And now the start. rolling city of Newton, Kansas, yeah. home of the fighting. Whatever. They're like railroaders. Railers, the railers, the home of the fighting railers. 
I always liked when Stephen Colbert used to do the thing where he had the, the, the Better Noah District thing, and it was always the home of the fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Easily Unamused Roadshow. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> This is like, what, the third or fourth one you've done here? Uh, the fourth, I think. I don't know, in Hutch? Yeah, third maybe here. Fourth total. That's awesome. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. So uh, making it happen, and of course, uh, our buddy Chad Harris just loves the shit out of you guys. Yeah. Chad and bring, bring, brings back. you guys through all yeah. the time. It's it's awesome. And, yeah, and the place is always stuff. packed. Yeah, even on a Sunday. So we did a Sunday the first time we were here, and we were a little nervous about it, because Hutch shuts down on a Sunday. It's a ghost town. Yes, right it does. Dude, yeah. Hutch shuts down. <laughs> here we six go. months out of the year. Like, period, bro. Seriously. <laughs> like, I can't remember the last time I was hanging out with some buddies and they were like, dude, you know what we did in Hutch last night? I'm like, what? They're like, dude, we took a nap and then Kansas we went State to Air. dinner. Okay. Kansas State <laughs> Air. Ken's Pizza. And oh, which, by the way, out. if. <laughs> Yeah, still Kansas State Fair. Speaking One of week. the speaking of the two? fair, I thought it was two. It's two weeks. It's two weeks. Yeah, it's two. Riverfest is one. Yeah, week. right. Yeah. Like, if you decide to come over saw. for the River Festival this year, I'll get you guys out on the media thing. And, you know, the, don't have to pay and all that. And we'll avoid <laughs> all that crap. And then, uh, but uh, are we live right now? Yeah, yeah we're li- we've been oh, live for wow. like we're sitting tripping. Like, are we conducting an interview? No, we're. I just was. <laughs> hey, my buddy hey. Frank Catola used to always say, "When the doors open in your head, don't shut them; just lean them closed." And she said something about the state fair, and I'm like, "Ah!" <laughs> Shiny objects. All, all three of you guys are from Denver, correct? <laughs> Andrew's gonna get us back on pace. <laughs> no, Andrew. No, you guys are. All, you guys are all three from Denver. <laughs> No, Nathan's negative. actually the only one that lives in Denver. Ryan and I live in Fort Collins. Oh, really? Yep. Okay, so Colorado, basically, sports guy, got to know. Broncos fans, yay, nay. Sure, yeah. I, I thought it was like a state <laughs> sure. law. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, no, I mean, like, literally, sure, I thought it was state yeah. law, man. Like that, like that guy who got shot for wearing that Elway Sucks shirt. You know, like wow. I figured it was like a... Like in Colorado, like either a Broncos fan or you have to leave the state or something. Well, no, there's people from all over that live there now, you know. But there's a lot of a lot of diehard Broncos fans, and it was a great, uh, it was fun to watch, especially because the last time, you know, against the uh, against the Seahawks was not a fun game. Ugly to watch. Yeah, so this one was was a lot more fun. Well, there yeah. was a general depression that just set in on Denver after that Seahawks game. Yeah. Like it just felt sad. Yeah. Dude, who are you telling? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a Broncos sad. fan, man. So, like, well, for a year, <laughs> all everybody wants, oh, you know, I got my Broncos hat on. Hey, buddy, how'd you like the Super Bowl? I'm like, yeah. I don't have any comebacks yet, but no. when I do. <laughs> well, here, this is what I've been told uh, since uh, Peyton Manning is leaving, Broncos now suck. Uh, I, I read that today. No, just... no, 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 no. First of all, we're going to be better now that he's gone. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, that's what I read. Well, well, they're they're looking to sign <laughs> Osweiler to a forty five million dollar deal reportedly for three years. I'm like, that guy's played seven games. Are, are you serious right now? <laughs> well, he was hit and miss. You know, the problem was with Denver all year long. They never played a, a full four quarters on offense. I mean, they were either really good one half and really bad the next. You can tell we have and, a sports guy. You know, with <laughs> with the sports ball, it, it was just. They, they got very fortunate that they played against a very generic offense in the, in the Carolina Panthers, and, and their defense kicked their ass. I mean, that was that was the bottom line of that. You know, Peyton Manning, 
led the league in interceptions this season, and he didn't even play for four of those weeks when he was still number one in turnovers. So it's like the Broncos' offense was terrible. It was all defense this year, man. That orange crush. Yeah. All day. Oh, yeah, four interceptions, dude. You know? And then they were making excuses. Oh, he should have never been playing. In a, no, he shouldn't have been playing at all. You know, so, you know you, neck you surgery and hip. We now have and, to have I mean, athletes in here, right? He's like a geriatric. <laughs> like, seriously, like the guy's so old. <laughs> We've already, we need to have athletes in here. He's got a new injury here. every time. I'm like, dude, come on. Because we're talking to the comedians about the Broncos. We're going to talk about yeah. music. That's how it's going to go. Okay. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> So how long have you guys been been touring around? It's Friday, Saturday, and tonight. <laughs> really? Tonight at the Rusty Needle. We're at the awesome. Rusty Needle tonight at 7 p.m. All uh, right. Talking Denver Broncos football. <laughs> <laughs> Will Brock be back? Did Peyton sit on some lady's face? <laughs> We're going to get down to it tonight. We're going to get it on at the Rusty Needle. We're going to get Broncos tattoos at the Rusty Needle tonight. (laughs) You know what's funny is it used to be a tattoo shop before it became a Yeah, I know it. I heard about that. I heard about that. That's cool. And then for a second we thought that the tattoo shop was called the Rusty Needle, and we thought Ryan said uh, that's probably why it's no longer a tattoo shop. But that wasn't the name of it, so <laughs> so that makes sense. So you threw him under the bus, you just <laughs> No, no, I thought that was funny that he said that because if it had been They're called gonna come that, back to you like, hey. It, it wouldn't have yeah, it wouldn't have had a lot of customers. What was the name? Do you remember the tattoo bar? Point blank tattoo. Point blank, that's right. They oh, moved like uptown. Yeah. Oh nice. And then they sold the the establishment to Mr. to Mr. Claire's and uh is there another kind of tattoo? Like is there a distance tattoo? It's really your there, there is a tattoo guy that set up, and, and if you drive down Maine, he he set up shop as a tattoo shop. Couldn't steal any business from Point Blank in Wichita, so he became a tattoo removal place. Oh, nice. uh-huh. He's like, do you have Smart. bad work? Well, come get it removed here. Blank. Point Blank back to blank. <laughs> Laser removal service. Back to blank. They have a beauty shop next door, which is kind of strange. I'd, you go get your tattoo removed, and I guess go get a perm. I I, I don't. The rusty hair guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a rust, rusty town. The rusty town. That's right. You want to know what I want to know? Go. Every comic <laughs> has got that get them laid joke. Throw that ball. Thank you, Weston. Going back to the sports Game guy. seven. Well, that would be basketball for game seven. Let's oh, talk week seven. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, week seven. Now we have to educate you that. Guys, that's you really it. don't want to go there. Buddy. Every comedian's got that get them laid joke, right? Like Kevin Hart did his little spiel about 30 seconds of the best sex ever. What's your guys' joke that helps you pull the ladies whenever you get off the stage? Wait, did that Tonight, help the pool uh, ladies, Needle though? At 7 o'clock. One. We'll Every comic's <laughs> got one, man. Well, no, I'm, I'm, we're all in committed relationships, so we're not trying to get laid. <laughs> we're not trying to get uh, get us laid. We're trying to get everybody else laid. Tonight at the Rusty Needle, trying 7 p.m. <laughs> Rusty Needle, 7 p.m. Come on down. We'll talk UFC. We'll talk Broncos, Panthers. <laughs> we'll talk will Cam Newton be able to bounce back next season <laughs> after such a devastating blow to his ego? Uh, is he going to be able to dance the same? 
Or is he never going to dance again? <laughs> oh, who are we? And you know what's funny is George Michael. You worked in a George Michael reference, and before we got on the air, they were talking about how gay George Michael is. So and it's like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Like all comes yeah. back and around. V-neck shirts <laughs> and V-neck shirts. Yeah. He was wearing the V-neck. So Hella wearing the V-neck. Man, so we went to here, to there, to everywhere, and. You're gonna, you guys are gonna be at the Rusty Needle today at seven p.m. <laughs> there is like no functionality going on right now, man. At least I've tried to ask questions. You guys are like, okay, so let, let me ask you this: You guys see you're in committed relationships? Are you guys married? Have kids? The whole thing? Weston, Mar- yeah, married for eleven years, and I have a two-year-old. That's awesome, man. My wow. son is actually ten today. Ten? So. Yeah, man. I'm a lot older than I look. All right, happy so. birthday to your son. Uh, yeah, good. Anthony, I love you, little guy. You, hopefully, you're you not listening. To this. <laughs> oh, God. You'll never hear this ever. <laughs> Just because you're double digits doesn't yeah. mean you can listen to Jiggy. Right, dude. You get to hear this snippet, and that's it. Like, uh, that's right. Thanks, Dad. You're welcome, guy. Click. Uh, so. Uh, but yeah, you I'll guys, just isolate this one thing. Yeah, right. On YouTube. <laughs> uh, Nathan, Ryan, do you guys have kids or anything like that? No, negative. Very good. <laughs> yeah, no kids. I'm so lucky. No kids, man. Um, no, oh, no, wow. no kids on purpose is what I'm saying. I, yeah. I haven't wanted one. I haven't, and I haven't gotten one. So I'm batting a thousand on, on the kid thing. <laughs> Hopefully, I maybe I'll have some at some point. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been together for almost four years, but. Mm. We haven't. We don't want kids anytime real soon, so we'll see what happens. But uh, God bless them. You have a Those dog. Kids. Why you say She's pregnant right now. Just be like that commercial. We had sex before I left. She's probably at the doctor now, <laughs> finding out if it's a boy or a girl. Things happen fast. We're never having kids. I'm things pregnant. happen fast. <laughs> the older you get, things just go move so quickly. A thousand likes on Twitter already. You know. Right. We have a dog. We have a dog named George Michael, but he's named after the Arrested Development character, not the singer. So <laughs> it's almost. He's almost wrong. <laughs> he is named after yeah. The there you go. It's a paradox. It was, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> same, same origin. The singer. Same origin. I feel like I'm in a different dimension yeah. after hearing that right now. But you know what? Though I think it's cool, man, because yeah, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you don't want kids right now? Why not?" It's like you know, you got to you have to know when you're ready. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what's what's the big move to? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, not you like put you a can... pet down if it gets annoying. You know, you like, hey, <laughs> oh, good call on the barking. Now, you can't put a cat down go. if it gets annoying. That is funny. Yes, you can. can you? Oh, is... You just tell everybody that something you know something happened and. Yeah. Uh, you know what? <laughs> They're coming. Peter's coming after you. <laughs> Man. Well, if they come after him, I hope it's at the Rusty Needle tonight at 7 o'clock. At 7 o'clock. Oh. <laughs> yes. Dude, I got to go see you guys tonight, man. You guys are fucking hilarious. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, so playing playing the restaurant, what, what was that like? Did they have a stage? Did you just do it in front of like the... Well, that's good, because I just... I had visions of them just putting you over by the buffet thing and no. saying, eh, mm. yeah, have at it, Hoss. Worked, it worked out all right because, yeah, we were in the back bar area, so there was a bar right there, and then seating, and they were all facing the same way. And, uh, yeah, the, the main restaurant would have been a nightmare because there were so many 
tables facing different directions. Yeah. But we were off to the side, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. Well, the food was great. Acapulco was a nice job on the taco. I had like a four-item combo, like a, a four-item like combo. Yeah, I, I got a little bit of everything. But uh, uh oh, the door has opened. Who is behind it? It is Kevin Sig. Go go ahead and keep talking about your taco because he's just he's he's what he is. Oh, former strongman. All right, former strongman. <laughs> Hell yeah. What are you doing? Are you going to let another wasp in? Is that what's going on here? (laughs) Well, where are you going um, after you leave the Rusty Needle at 7 p.m.? Straight home. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wesson's got to get back home to raise his kid. So we'll He's got to get back up to raise his kids. We're so going, uh, so what, what is what is what over. is the child doing now that you've been on the road? I'm He's assuming just it's out of home, uh, <laughs> enjoying the vacation. Okay, so like I'm assuming the child is being for, provided for. You just weren't like going on tour, see you in three days. No, he's two. He can totally take care of himself. Oh, okay. he's, uh, he's fine. Self <laughs> right. It's good parenting. Yeah. Good parenting. Right. I was taking bring, care bring of myself when right. I was two. Yeah, there's crackers in the crib. <laughs> That's right. I was cooking my own dinner when I was two, dude. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he's fine. Okay. Yeah, back to Denver for us. We'll be back in Denver. I was supposed to go to Las Vegas next weekend, but the the show down there had to be uh, rescheduled for this past weekend. So I'll be in Denver for a while. Forever. Uh, a bunch right. of shows in Denver. Yeah, I'm never moving. Everybody else keeps moving to L.A., except, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay there because the more people that move, the more shows that I get to do. Big, bigger opportunity. Yeah. I'm just busier and busier, and I don't have to pack up my shit and find a new place to live. <laughs> it's the best. You win by perfect. default. <laughs> yeah. That's right. When you I win saw, by default. I, saw, I was looking at the at the wrestling figures on the other side of this yes. wall. Yes, yes. And uh, I have a belt. I didn't bring it here, but I have it at the house. It's the Denver Comedy Championship. And uh, That's awesome. That's mine, yeah. So why would I leave, you know? Why would I go to – why would I just – I'll just stay in Denver – Defend the title. Um, everybody else keeps keeps heading out Home to LA. Home field advantage. Right? Yeah. People come through town. I'm like, bring it on. There's no way they're you know, no way they're leaving. Every, the every match is a loser leave town because I've you're won, not gonna lose. I've so won, they the ones that got to get the hell out of town. Yeah, that's right. I'm two and zero because they've got to go back. I'm two and zero in loser leaves town matches. I've wrestled <laughs> two of my best friends. And uh, and I beat both of them, and coincidentally, they moved to L.A. shortly after that match. Look at that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, might as well keep <laughs> keep the streak alive. <laughs> I think I'm five. I think I'm five and zero total. And uh, working on a Goldberg streak there. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting pushed. I'm pushing myself real hard. I'm pushing myself maybe That's a little right. maybe a little too hard. We'll see. <laughs> Nathan does a comedy show in uh, in Denver that's where he's a commentator for wrestling. Him and another comedy. I just dude, started. Really I just started doing play by play for an indie promotion that, ironically, Mike yeah. Claire's just purchased. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rusty, Rusty Needle, Needle guy. Yeah. Oh, so we'll be there at uh, seven o'clock tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It all goes back around. <laughs> that's awesome. D- can the audience appreciate how we're able to circle this around every time? <laughs> you think time. we're doing nothing, but we're actually, actually very, very well prepared. <laughs> yeah, there's some plates spinning right now. Uh, yeah, I, we've been doing. This is the show. I got the shirt on. Lucha Libre and laughs. We've been that's doing awesome. It, we've been doing it almost three years. 
Um, Nick have you Gopher. ever have you ever pulled the Bobby the Brain Heenan line out, which is when all the when all the mask guys are in the ring? He's like, I got my money on the guy to win, the guy in the mask. No, uh. <laughs> no, I haven't done that one. A lot of times, uh, the guy I do it with, Sam Talent, he'll say something uh, ridiculous, and I'll try to do Gorilla Monsoon style. Will you stop? And give me, I, t- I just say that, and uh, so yeah, we try. I try to we try to have a brain and Gorilla Monsoon dynamic. Dude, at, le- at least it's not Ross. like um, you know the Juggalo guys with with their bloody mania, where it's just ICP just cussing and doing play by play. At least you I've, guys are. I've heard a little bit of them. Yeah, yeah. they're 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 yeah they're a little over the top. I think I heard. <laughs> I think I think the the one thing I saw, strangle mania or whatever somebody, it's called. Yeah, I heard somebody tell. Uh, CM Punk to suck his dick, and I was like, "All right, commentator, you don't need to <laughs> try to start shit with CM Punk out of yes. nowhere. Come on, especially since that guy he's a UFC guy. MMA, and yeah, yeah, it's like you really yeah, want to do this, bro. Like, <laughs> dude, you know who my favorite commentator is? Is Jim Ross. That guy yeah. can make paint drying sound entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Can you imagine Jim Ross? My God Almighty! I saw, look at that paint dry! Like I saw Lex Luger versus paint drying at Starcade. <laughs> Jim Ross called the shit out of that. Out of that match. Yeah, he's a... Uh, What's he doing? Jim Ross is coming he's back. Got he's his, he got his podcast, oh, he's, he's, and then he's, he's doing play-by-play for New Japan, New Japan on uh, Access right. TV. That's cool. Yeah. That guy's uh, got to start calling football games. Man. Yeah, he's... He's. I'm glad that he's still healthy. You know, I think he had to take that step away to, yeah. to, because he'd been just screaming for 30 years <laughs> about wrestling <laughs> and football before that. So yeah, I'm glad that he's able to come back, and you know, I'm sure he'll have a an easier schedule. I mean, and there's nobody's been able to replace him because I just saw you know the guy on uh, SmackDown that uh, Mauro Ranello. Yeah, yeah. Ranello. He, he looks like uh, he looks and kind of sounds like Seth MacFarlane. So I was like, I can't take him seriously at all. <laughs> He looks like, and he just, but he sounds like way more boring. You know, he's less entertaining than if Seth McFarlane were actually in there <laughs> doing some voices. Yeah, he he's not doing it. You know, JBL's all right. Michael Cole and and the King are are you know just on their way out. I think they're slowing down. They've been doing yeah. it, they've been doing a long time too. So so do they they give you guys the when, when you're doing your play by play? Do they give you the finishes? Do you guys know what's going on no. so you can prepare material, or you just call no. everything on the fly? Yeah, we. We just uh, we just kind of if there's any storyline that they want us to sell, then uh, we'll talk about it during the match. But we don't get too much into because a lot of that stuff's changed, uh, you know, in the time between we talk to them. We used to kind of hear some some more stuff about yeah. specific uh, specific details, and uh, that we just kind of moved away from it. I think the, the more that we work together, yeah, the wrestlers cool. being a lot of the wrestlers being on the a lot of the same shows, you know, month yeah. after month. So yeah, it's worked out fine to just just kind of know anything that they specifically want us to bring up, like their past uh, matches, who's beaten yeah. who, uh, you know, cool. when they, you know, the last time they fought was for a title in New Era, you know, in, in one of the or in another promotion around Colorado or or, uh, or elsewhere. Then we we'll hear about that, but we don't uh, we don't that's get cool. too much into specifics. Yeah, and and that's worked out all right. Sam and I have hung out for years and years, and we've run shows together. So we're able to just kind of talk with each other yeah. and you know figure shit out. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a great time. Three and three years, you know, it's we've only missed a couple of them. Sam and I, if we were out on the road, we've had to miss a couple each. But yeah, we've done the show a bunch, and it is 
it's a lot of fun. And people started coming over the last year. You know, it took a little while to get people to come out and to yeah. kind of get it because some people haven't seen live wrestling or they don't understand how there's going to be wrestling and comedy. But we do both. There's stand-up sets in between the matches, and it works out. That, you know, you might want to mention that to Claire's this evening because okay. he yeah. is... He is wanting to do all sorts of weird things with this wrestling yeah. organization. Sweet. The first thing, the first time he saw indie wrestling, he just was like, "There's so much money being left on the table. You could advertise in the middle of the ring. You could put." And he's looking at it from a money perspective. Mm-hmm. And me and Adam Pena, a couple of people are like, "It's wrestling," and we're like all excited. And he's like, "You're missing out money there. You're missing out money there." <laughs> yeah, like, you, well, you, okay. you want to have, have that guy, yeah, to help out with that show, yeah. with that aspect. Get he wanted, money. he wanted to do a deal where there going to have two bands play the entrance music and they'll alternate oh damn and then afterwards yeah. they do a show at the needle and have the two bands play and then they bring their fans the over. rusty needle the rusty <laughs> that's needle yeah. that's, that's cool right ironically it's do they have something going on uh, i believe yeah. they have something going on at seven o'clock this evening <laughs> <laughs> damn he got us <laughs> we started, yeah we said he took us out of our element we're over way to go ryan that was my move <laughs> That was my move, and he totally nailed <laughs> Man, me with it. He hella, you just slid right in there, bro. He was like a viper waiting in the grass, dude. Just. Randy Orton? Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. Watch it, watch it, watch it. We're yeah. back. We're back on We're point. back, baby. We're back on the track. That is awesome. Dude. But that is cool. Hopefully uh, we'll be able to do something together here because uh, it's a good time to combine the two. They make sense. Oh, yeah. Wrestling and comedy. A lot of comics uh, aren't into wrestling in Denver, and they hate it. But it's uh, but we're trying to get everybody into it. We we did a uh, wrestling show, actually the show that Claire's was at that he was going to use as a way to to potentially invest or whatever in this company, in uh, a place called Great Bend, Kansas, of all places. And the ring announcer that night was getting married in a medieval Renaissance wedding uh-huh. at intermission. <laughs> and so Claire's Claire's comes Claire's goes in the restroom, comes out, he's wiping his hands off, and he sees like this king and queen standing up against the thing. Like, what? What is that? What are they doing here? Yeah. And uh So anyway, can we get that check now? Or? <laughs> during, during intermission they have this wedding. And everyone in the crowd's like the hell is this? Yeah, nobody knew. Half the crowd's like, we're done with this. So they leave. It's a work. <laughs> That's right. It's never going to work. It's a work. <laughs> it's a work. They're not really married. It's a work. <laughs> and uh, so then at the end of the match, or at the end of the deal, they, they had two matches left, and the building's half empty. And my camera people are like, how the hell do I film this match to make it look like there's people here because people are going to be sitting home watching this dvd going where'd the crowd go between yeah the wedding's not on the not on the tape so it's like man that match wasn't that bad but everybody cleared the hell out there must have been a bomb threat or something because one of the promoters was like don't put that on the dvd and yeah, i'm you don't like the wedding. oh fantastic i'm like well is it the burger king in the stands there <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny because halfway th- when when they're doing this wedding, Claire's standing there and he looks at me and Adam Pena and Adam Pena's like, "Weddings are supposed to be for like your family and your friends, not a bunch of wrestling marks. Yeah. <laughs> what are they getting married in front of these people for?" So yeah, that that was kind of a weird deal. So you might as well do comedy at a 
wrestling we're show. Not dri- yeah, we're not driving them away with the comedy. <laughs> If and if there's a wedding at a wrestling show, there's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to get interrupted. That's what everybody was expecting. <laughs> right. 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 Claire's, here. That, Claire's told me he was, yeah. he, he was like, you know, this has gone on way too long. I'm getting a chair and I'm yeah. going in there. <laughs> Takes the priest out. Yeah, you got to have, you gotta have, yeah, the priest has to take off his mask. Yeah. And they, or, you know, Kane's got to come out of the floor. It's got Cake. <laughs> Some dude explodes out of the cake. Yeah. That's right. You know. And Stone yeah. Cold comes in and saves everybody <laughs> with his stunner. He comes in and stuns people. That's why, that's why everybody left. They expected something awesome to come out of that wedding, and it was just two people who were in love, and they were like, fuck that. Bro. Why? Why would you just have a, an earnest wedding and have no violence at the end? <laughs> that's funny, though. <laughs> well, in the match before they they went to intermission for this wedding, the uh, the the official who was running the the armory, he wasn't apparently told it was a wrestling show, because at one point one of the wrestlers takes this bag of like thumbtacks and pours it on the ground and he goes to slam the guy in it and the the this official from the armory comes over there and he goes what do you think you're doing <laughs> it's like it's wrestling yeah he hasn't seen wrestling in a while and uh afterwards the 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 promoters went over and was trying to calm him down and they're like you know we really like that you legitimately acted like you didn't know what was going on and he goes well i didn't <laughs> and they go we want you to come to our next show next week in Russell, Kansas, and do that same thing. And then afterwards, he's over there talking to Mike, and and Mike's like, you know, I'm thinking about investing in this, you know, I, and I know, I know this is gonna be, this is gonna set me up. And he goes, I own the Rusty Needle, <laughs> and <laughs> which ironically, it's <laughs> o'clock this evening. You guys are hell yeah. <laughs> but he goes, you know, I want to add this to my list of investments and things. And he's like, you acted kind of ticked over there. And he goes, well, I was. But he goes, oh, they came up to me, and they're going to put me in the show next week. And he was all excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... that's great. He got sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about it. Yeah, you, got, you get caught up in it. It's exciting. So, uh... What's going on? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. Open door policy. You just never know who's going to show yeah, up. Right. <laughs> Apparently, uh, one of the guys from that 70s show is here. (laughs) 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 That's right, Eric. I was going to say Fez, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It just showed up out of nowhere. Much like the Randy Orton thing, out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Unpredictable. (laughs) Unpredictable, that's right. Have so, you seen uh, those YouTube videos, man, where the guys put those together? Randy Orton. Oh, where he runs out of nowhere. Yeah, oh, sure. dude, gets like people. that guy, like, he's on the wave and he crashes and it's like slithering like a little snake and Randy Orton oh, yeah. RKO's him, dude. It's awesome. I'm like, are there that many bored people? Like, yes. who puts these videos together, That's man? using the internet for good. You either, yes. you either use the internet to do that or you use the internet to leave, like, shitty trolling comments yes. on YouTube. Yes. yes. It's one or the other, and it's like, I'm glad we've got people putting together the Randy Orton thing. <laughs> it's less, less, it means a few less, you know, shitty comments on all these articles and <laughs> all the YouTube, YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. Not much, though, if yeah. you think about it. No. <laughs> Not much, so, no. There's so <laughs> many, but there could be more, I guess, I don't know. There it's could like be being more. a hater is the new cool or something like that. Like, I don't get it. I mean, every time, because, mm. you know, I write blogs and stuff, and I notice... 
the people who like my articles, they just hit the like button and go, that was a nice article. Yeah, move on. And, yeah, we have the stuff. people. Yeah, they never comment and say, good job, or you rock, or I agree. Or, <laughs> or they pull a Kenny Bollinger and make yeah, a fake Facebook page. Smiley <laughs> face to you, bro. <laughs> like Nothing, right. dude. But people who can't stand you, oh, they can't, can't stand you. you. What a fuckhole you are. And, <laughs> Yeah, dude. All the trollers. Now tonight, how's this gonna work, Weston? You're gonna do like yeah, five, yeah, ten host, minutes, yeah, and then open, you... and then hand it off to Ryan. He's gonna feature, and Nathan's our headliner. Nathan just got moved up. To, he's a paid regular at Comedy Works now, so he's one of Denver's top. So we're in for a treat tonight. I yeah. get paid dozens of dollars. We're all jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm racking up money now. All right. You do get paid in sweet hoodies, though. So that's free hoodie. That's yeah, I'm wearing the free hoodies. I'm wearing the free hoodie right now. <laughs> yep. Ed, did you get a free hoodie from the restaurant? No. Do they have hoodies? No, we wanted to be. I hoodies. don't know. We're getting one if they have them. Yeah. I didn't see any hoodies. The there was a poncho. We didn't. R- get. The Rusty Needle does have merch. Yeah. You 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 could <laughs> you could get Hopefully a get a, a, shirt. a t-shirt or something from the needle. That'd be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got more blankets in the car. Yeah, the best looking homeless guy ever. Man. Yeah, Ryan had, Ryan had to sleep out in the car last sleep night car because last of it. He's allergic to uh, dogs oh, wow. somehow. Oh. So, yeah, now you want to put down some dogs now, Rena? Come on. <laughs> Let's put down some of these dogs so Ryan can get a good night's so rest. So, Ryan can get a good night's rest. In a Kia Sorento. Luxurious. A luxurious <laughs> Kia Sorento, Mr. Ryan. Advantage. It actually looks like you paid for your jacket, so I don't. I don't, I don't think that one was that. complimentary. This is this is jacket slash blanket last night. <laughs> Jesus. So uh, so Ryan is so it's not been a a, a fun tour for you. Oh, I've had. Or, a good time. <laughs> right. Some that's just life. Sometimes you wind up in the back seat of a Kia Sorento. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be doing the same stuff back in Fort Collins anyway. I mean, he sleeps in random cars <laughs> pretty regularly. Still be sleeping in the back of Weston's Kia Sorento. Yeah. <laughs> just in the back of the Kia Sorento. Now, uh, Ryan, what 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 kind of style of comedy are you? Do you? Oh boy, I don't know. I don't. How know. would you uh, describe your? I I usually get verbal. pegged with. with <laughs> yeah, I think I think you guys might be able to answer that better than I can. I, he's verbal. I'm very yeah. Verbal. <laughs> he's verbal. I like word jokes. Mostly That's verbal. Oh well, yeah, he's yeah smart. Cerebral. He's the. We call him the cerebral, cerebral assassin. <laughs> What's back there? We're bringing it back around the corner. All around, people. <laughs> it it's an episode of Family yeah, Guy. You good. think it was going nowhere? And bam! <laughs> then bam! We're right back with you, baby. That's awesome. So, uh, had and and I'm, I'll probably ask you guys this when we do the TV interview this evening for for Jigman Freud Television. But uh, how do you guys handle hecklers? Oh, I was going to ask that earlier. You okay, well, well, go. Talk to Andrew. Don't talk to me. I, talk to him. No. <laughs> hey, he, was, was, he was going to ask the question. I've been saving so. that question all day in the morning. No, seriously, like 10 o'clock this morning, I'm in the shower, oh and I'm like, what oh am I going to ask these guys? I'm like, hecklers. We got a civil war break out there. that one guy who's, who, like, all he does is, like, fuck with hecklers. You know what I'm talking about, right? That he's uh, like... Michael? Or the one guy who Steve is the head. Mike Game? Oh, God, he's let like it a, a, go, <laughs> Jiggy. I think he's like a British dude or something, and he's got oh, a next Michael Game. We're going to talk after the show. We're going to talk. Like, what did he say? Well, oh, my God, have you met Mike Game? Like somebody said something to him. We're going to talk. He's like, what did you say? 
oh, it's your mother. She wants her comeback or something like that. I was like, wow, like he's eating these dudes alive, man. Do you have yeah. that separate material for the heckler? Like, no. <laughs> separate material. That's right. I've got my heckler material this evening yeah. as opposed to my rusty needle material as opposed to my Acapulco restaurant material. You pull out a notebook. Yeah, you guys are all talking at the same time, so it was, it was like being heckled. Like, <laughs> so how do you handle that? You, That's you, right. I always tell people you have to be as mean as you are funny. If you're just mean, then you can just turn off the rest of the crowd. They can feel like you went too far. But if you're just funny, then the heckler thinks, oh, I'm helping. I'm, helping le- I'm, I'm leading to this funny moment. That's, like, no. that's what game. He, he heckled a, a, a guy here in town by the name of James Davis, ironically, the guy that didn't show up to my uh, roast that's on the poster behind you. But um, he did that to James. And and the the club owner pulled him into the back, and he goes, you can't be heckling the comedians. And he's like, no, 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 I'm helping them. I'm helping them get better. Yeah, that's dumb. It's <laughs> a dumb, it's a really stupid thing to think. It doesn't make any sense. I get better the more I can tell jokes that work so that and then people laugh at those jokes. If people want to heckle it's because they are kind of jealous of the fact that you're talking and making people laugh and they want to get in on it and sh- yeah. and it's just like a shitty way to like try to take make instead of just, you, you know, yeah. yeah, make it about you and your stupid birthday or whatever. Yeah. Or if you're too drunk. <laughs> your stupid birthday. If you're too drunk. Yeah, Anthony. Then you're just <laughs> That's my son's name. I know. <laughs> it's his oh birthday. Yeah, we brought it back. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm letting you yeah, nicely, back. like, oh, God. my son. Don't, don't make him listen to this part. Yeah. 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 Th- this will not be isolated and put <laughs> no. on YouTube. No. Son, I went no. to jail today. <laughs> now, how do, now, how do you deal with, you know, basically, a lot of people, I know a lot of people can't possibly take you serious 24-7. I mean, you know, as far as in your real life. Is it the hair? No. It might be that you slept in a Kia Sorento Trying to tell somebody a serious story and they're like, you've got to be kidding me, you know? Uh... Well, I just, I'm not always trying to be funny. I mean, trying to be funny now and on stage, but the rest of the time I'm to dude, we're, you know, he's got a kid. He's got to be serious some of the time, right? Yeah, a lot of the time. You're not always just shitting around. No, not always. Just effing around all the time. Uh, so, yeah, I think I get taken seriously when I want to be taken seriously. I'll, I'll change my tone. <laughs> I'll change my tone. I'll, I'll, st- I'll, I'll talk like this. Okay. See, I was still. I would be like, "Take me seriously, Dude, yeah." Damn it! <laughs> See, no, that's. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but I get what you're saying, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to be funny all the time, so I don't think it's that hard to be taken seriously if I have serious news. <laughs> that I'm not laughing. I'm serious so news. Th- then people, uh, yeah, then people are like, "Oh, he's got something." Everybody, quiet down, stop laughing. I've never heard got something to say. <laughs> Who's, who are some of your guys' favorite comedians? Weston Unruh is up there. Oh, he's, he's killing it. No, I don't know. Mitch Hedberg was the best, but he's been dead for a while now. Hell. It sucks that he, sucks that he left because uh, he was great. Greg Giraldo, Patrice O'Neill. I'm just listing dead comedians. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I'm just sticking to the dead ones that I love the most. Weirdly, yeah, not just every time Rickles. you do it, dude. One of us should R.I.P. or you know, just hmm? like every time you do one, somebody yeah. should in the background R.I.P. Just throw that oh, in yeah, there really sure. quick. 
Sure. See if we had any rappers, I could like pour the yeah. pour a lot of liquor 40. around. Just ruin, yeah, just ruin the. Carpet Let's just in ruin here. the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it already is seventies green in here. I think you have to pour less liquor for comedians. I think that's the <laughs> pour less liquor yeah. for the 40s comedians. Forty's a bit decadent for comedians. <laughs> Like a tall, tall boy. boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do y'all prepare for shows? <clears throat> it starts usually it's some weed and then alcohol. <laughs> and then a little bit. I, I was gonna yeah ask. <laughs> like, sometimes yeah, sometimes not. We were we were all looking in our in our notebooks, you know, trying to figure out what we definitely want to tell, what we might not tell, um, and then yeah. Just kind of hang out. It's nice to see the space, especially we had to make sure that things were set up all right because, uh, like, Acapulco's hadn't done a show there before, so we had to set up, the, you know, Weston had brought some speakers and oh, set up the Oh, fantastic. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was pretty you got to be prepared because some places don't realize that, that uh, you know, you, you need some You're help. not just going to go in and yell the humor. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, running shows like helps you prepare for that. Though. Like, because I was yeah. nervous driving over there because I'd known they'd, they'd never had anything like that. But we've done so many shows where just everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Yeah, where it's like I don't know. We've dealt with everything, so you just kind of we'll get there and set it all up, and it just happened. Yeah, you just made turned a little restaurant bar into a uh, comedy room, and uh, it was a fun night. People and there to laugh. <coughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of times, and it's been fun in Kansas. You know, from night to night, like oh. That joke really doesn't work in Kansas, maybe, and like you know, either tweaking it a little bit or just when we were talking earlier off air about Gallagher, or maybe we were talking on air about Gallagher. He he realized that uh, in Salina, a lot of his material, he he did a lot of lesbian jokes, didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) He did a lot of Asian jokes, even though the the owner of the bar was Asian, didn't work. Did a few, <laughs> so it's like did a few dates in starving countries, and they did not appreciate yeah, the lot yeah. of material at all. <laughs> wow, <laughs> very wasteful. <laughs> very wasteful. <laughs> yeah, there's a language barrier, but but they showed up in droves anyway for the souvenirs. First world problems, man. Like, <laughs> oh, I could waste this watermelon, whatever. Man, they started it. Well, I got to be the bad guy. Like, hold on. No, that's not how this and works. That's today. how this works. Today. No. Say what? Next thing we know, you're cracking. Next thing we know, you're cracking Excel jokes. Dude, that no, that was no. <laughs> no, no. Was it too soon? <laughs> so mostly. <laughs> what do you guys like? When you get on stage, what is it that you actually talk about, like personal life, uh, other people? Do you point at yep. people in the audience and make fun of them so I can know, you know, whether or not to go to the Rusty Needle at 7 o'clock tonight? No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I heard some. I heard a couple last night say, no, don't sit up front because that's where they make fun of you. And it's like, this this room is real small. I can make fun of you wherever you sit. <laughs> well, <laughs> damn. No, I don't want to. No, the plan. The, the plan. I don't think uh, for most comics is to ever just uh, make fun of anybody in the in the audience. Uh, you might talk to somebody that's that's laughing loud or or has their arms crossed, or they react a certain way. Right, but it's not all bad. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of times, it's if anything, it's just to be more inclusive and be like, hey, we're all here. Otherwise, you're just kind of telling your jokes at people, and uh, sometimes I think 
you can the comic and the crowd can feel disconnected from that. So yeah. it's kind of nice to be able to talk a little bit to a couple different people and like said, not and not have it be mean at all. Just kind of uh, relaxed. Try, has tries to bring the the room together a little bit. Have you guys ever? Uh been anywhere where you've where you've told a joke about something that you just have to be driving around in the community and you've seen it and then they people just get massively offended because there was there was a comedian there was a comedian here in town one one time he's from salina his name's Romy lee he comes through the day the day of he's driving around and he eats at a place here in hutch called pizza ranch which is basically like <laughs> sirloin stockade with pizza or whatever and uh it he goes out and he makes a comment about well, I was driving in town today and seeing this thing called Pizza Barn. And everybody's like, it's Pizza Ranch! And they're just all like pissed. And he's like, what? And then he realized they'd get angry when he called it Pizza Barn. So he just kept going back to it every once in a while. I'd go, yeah, that Pizza Barn. And it's, have you ever had something like that where you've just, you're, you're making an observation and people just like get offended. No. I mean that I could see that happening. That's funny where he, they just are protective or something. But something I mean, come on, the difference between barn and a ranch is not big. I mean, who gives a shit? There's, it's scale, really. You know, yeah, hey, pizza ranch sucks. We go to pizza barn. Pizza ranch. Pizza ranch is on the other side of town, and nobody goes there. What's funny is when I was when we went out to Vegas for the ABN uh, Adult Video News Awards. There's a place in New Mexico called the Pizza Barn. Yeah. And I took a picture and sent it back to Romy, and I said, they just, they, they, you, you told that joke in a different area. You should go to a... How'd you get in, back door? Aha. Aha. The master of the Segway strikes again. <laughs> I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> Well, we're going to take a brief break. Uh, Can you guys hang out for another 10 minutes or so? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, We've got Kevin Sig somewhere in the building. I don't know what he's, I don't know if he's setting up. He had a V-neck shirt on. I don't know if anybody mentioned. Really? He had the V-neck on. He had a V-neck on. Initially, I just thought he was a guy who traveled around delivering podiums. (laughs) 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 He's bringing in a podium. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) It was for me. (laughs) We're going to do this. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to us live, which you should be, which, by the way, most of you are from the ratings that I'm seeing here on the screen, um, we're going to do this. We're going to send our comics to the porch and send Reno to do an interview with them on Facebook Live. And I'm going to put that uh, link up on our uh, Twitter and the Facebook and all that crap right now. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will uh, continue chatting with our comics. We're going to work our band in here and... At some point, I'm going to get Ricky on the air, and we're going to bash Kenny Bollinger. We've got more when we uh, <laughs> when we come back here on World When you think intimate apparel, you think Sears. We're in the middle of one of the coldest winters on record. Global warming, my frostbitten patootie. Indeed. And it's almost Valentine's Day. You want to be sexy, 
but you need to be warm. I haven't shaved my legs since Thanksgiving. <laughs> that will make any man a Puritan. Here at the softer side of Sears, we wanted to bring the sexy back to winter. How? We've combined the sexy thought with the practical long john. Introducing our long john thong. Oh. That's right. The long thong. Just squeeze into the Sears long thong. Like pork sausage into a casing. <laughs> with Thinsulate technology and turn the coldest night into a hot romp. Ooh, and they're all pasty and pale. We call it our Midwest nude color. It's like you're wearing nothing at all. But with less hair. Uh, right. Heat up the cold winter nights in the long thong. And for our Canadian customers, the long thong comes with knee pads so you can both watch the hockey game. Eh? From the softer side of Sears. Come to Sears semi-annual intimate apparel sale. With 25% savings, you'll come away looking great. It was the groundbreaking show that combined an emergency room with pirates. Doctor, this man needs help. Avast me, Hartings. Strap him to a gurney and bring me my rum. And now, after all these years, it's time to say goodbye. Doctor, I'm afraid we're losing him. No, we're not, nurse. Thar he be, right there. I mean, thar. It's the season finale everyone will be talking about if they're bored to tears. Doctor, it hurts when I do this. Well, then, you scurvy dog, don't do that. Don't miss the final episode of ER. Tonight at 9 on the EW Television Network. The one with the shows that make you go EW. Log on now to JiggyJaguar.com for the best in Jiggy gear. Hats, t-shirts, coasters, best of show CDs, and coming soon, dog t-shirts. So even clothing has gone to the dogs. JiggyJaguar.com Available for the first time, a special instructional series that will teach you to play mouth guitar. You never learned to play a musical instrument, but that's okay. In no time, you'll be playing mouth guitar. Learn these classics of the mouth guitar. Smoke on the water. Satisfaction. And Inagata De Vida, the long version. Add a little reverb. Buzz tone. Wah-wah. Play country mouth guitar. Order now and get this special bonus, the quintessential desk drummer. Mouth guitar and desk drumming. No batteries, amplifiers, chords, or talent required. Hey, it's Fitz from Scam Now. I'm hawking these scammies and shammies. These are great, right, camera guy? Sure. Look at this. I'm pouring salt on a patch of carpet. I'm doing this in real time. Look at this. It's wet to the pad. That's going to smell. Now watch. You follow me, camera guy? Wow, I had to pan almost three inches. I sure hope so. What? No, I... The scam now soaks it up like a sponge. Hey, these things are made in Germany. You know the Germans, they make good stuff, right, camera guy? Yeah. Thanks. Barbara Fezzes. What? Nothing. Hey, you're going to spend 20 bucks a month on paper towels anyway. You're throwing your money away. 20 bucks? 
You live in a pukatorium? What? Nothing. Hey, if you order now, because we can't do this all day. Because we have to flee the Better Business Bureau. I'll double your order for half of twice the price. What a great deal, eh, camera guy? Yeah. Fritz, what's your first name? Dick. Figures. What? Nothing. All I can say is scam, scam now. now. It's the scam now. Order now before we have to flee the Better Business Bureau. Talk Radio wants you. An intimate guide to 700 shows and how to get invited. Hot off the press from McFarland and Company takes the guesswork out of contacting a radio host. Never before has a book included the show's theme, guest criteria, and best method of contact. Or looked inside the host's head for the best and worst guests and why some guests are invited back. The book is $75 and available from the publisher at 800 253-2187 That's 800-253-2187 Or online at McFarlandPub.com That's McFarlandPub.com Can evolutionists account for flight? Find out on today's Creation Moments Minute. Evolutionary naturalism paints the picture of life as if it were a haphazard series of accidents that just barely resulted in a range of living things that just managed to survive. This fanciful picture destroys our sense of wonder over the sophisticated engineering designs in nature. Consider the mystery of flight. Some evolutionists suggest that perhaps birds are descended from lizards that fell out of trees a lot. Other evolutionists say that birds came from lizards who grew wings, not for flight, but to chase down insects. Yet they have little to say about the fact that we humans have come by most of our sophisticated knowledge about flight from studying the birds. Then there's the problem for the evolutionist of how flight accidentally evolved so many times for so many creatures. Find out more about this tomorrow on the Creation Moments Minute. I'm Darren Marlar. So, Kristen, how was Esther's baby shower? Oh, great. Yeah. Everyone was there. Oh. Allison, Katie, Nancy, Karen, oh. who has gained a little weight, by the way. Stop it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, it's too bad you couldn't make it. How's little Sammy? Oh, he's fine. It was oh. just a little fever, but he's feeling better now. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, you know it's a girl, right? Oh, wow. What's her name? Um, well, I can't remember. It's one of those names. Excuse me? Oh, you know, one of those names. Shakita, Juanita, Jaquita. Why do black people like those kinds of names anyway? You'd think they'd know better. They just make it harder on themselves, you know what I mean? No, Kristen. I don't know what you mean. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council.
Jiggy Jaguar radio program continues. In the middle of bumfuck Egypt, broadcasting live to the Himalayas. It is the world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Andrew Duncan from K-Sun Radio with us today. There he is. He's on the uh, the co-host camera. He's got his own camera. Look at that. He had to share a camera earlier with Reno. And see, now, now uh, since uh, Reno gave up her spot to go out and do a Facebook Live, Andrew gets her spot and gets her microphone. So that's Damn how that straight. works. <laughs> I'm the oldest of seven kids, man. Move your feet, lose your seat, bro. That's right. Survival. <laughs> That's awesome. Back here on Radio Xenu, and also download our app, ChickyJaguar.us. 50-plus AM FM stations. Kevin Sig is in the building. There he is, Mr. Man, Kevin Sig. And uh, Kevin's got his piano. He's got his uh, music stand. He's apparently got dandruff or something. I don't know. What what, what, what what are you doing over there? You're like a train wreck sometimes. <laughs> I love you, though, Kevin. Kevin Sig is the only guy in the history of Causes for a Cause to be banned um, because on veterans or on our, our night where we saluted the troops, um, he said, Don't join the army and wanted to burn a flag. I know you didn't burn the flag, but you talked about it. And people overheard you. And I couldn't save you anymore. <laughs> Even though that I'm the executive director of the organization, I still couldn't save you. I got outvoted. But <laughs> and I understand you were doing protest music, and so at the end of it, you have to talk about the protest. So, but uh, Kevin Sig with us today. Graveyard Apostles is with us. Um, Ricky is with us, aka the guy from Nacho Libre. Uh, <laughs> we'll make um, you famous, bro. <laughs> and uh, and and Kevin, you you you've brought your piano to play some music. Um, what what do you have for us first? I I will get the hell out of the way and let you do your thing. About the bad thing that certain group of white people do to others. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um. Well, well uh, uh, <laughs> dude, there you have it. We're all friends here, right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know if we can hang out anymore, dude. Like, <laughs> I what? I don't know if we can be friends. <laughs> Are you okay with this? Like, you're. See, look, look how scared she is. She's shaking right now. She's like, you put me on the spot. What's going on? It's kind of geared around white cops. It's timely. Okay, Kevin, do this song, and then we're going to we're gonna bring our comedians back and Reno and all the crap. So white go. cops. Here we go. Go. Talk, sir. Do your thing. I'm going to let, let this do its deal here. He's warming up the piano. As Reno. If you want to go live on that, go ahead. <laughs> what, Kevin? <laughs> oh, I don't. Wait.
Was um, that was entertaining. Andrew, give me your honest opinion, and you won't offend anyone. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Because no matter what you actually say, the camera sells a whole other story. (laughs) Uh, It was different. (laughs) It was different. (laughs) It was. It was different, bro. I could be a critic. You don't want me to be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. You like what you like, bro. Very true. You you thought we had comedians on earlier. Boy. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. We were headbanging at everything, man. We were headbanging at everything. Oh, yeah. I'm taking out Okay, now that James, he's out of the room. You're not allowed to tag no. me in that post on Facebook, dude. <laughs> That's not happening. All right. Secondly, I... Oh, look, you know, there's words of wisdom to live by. Uh, be careful what your ears hear. Be careful what your eyes see. I can't undo any of that. <laughs> it's forever, bro. <laughs> it's forever. But you want to know the, the really fucked up part? <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. You want to yeah. know the fucked up part? In my head tonight, when I lay down to go to sleep, I'm going to hear, bang, bang, bang. bang. Uh, shoot him down. Yeah, see? It's so fucking catchy. There's no way around this shit, man. There's no way around Oh, dude, I'm telling you. I'm going to your guys' fucking concert now so I can get all that other shit out of my head, bro. I'm telling you, dude. I'm down. And, 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 I'm down. You know the thing is, is like I'm not a really big metal Reno, guy, but like Reno my looks brother offended. is. So wait, what? What happened? She. Lo- Why did she suddenly get upset? What did I do? What? Have you ever seen that episode of Family Guy where no. that woman gets mad and he's like, "Men, we don't know what we did." Yeah, that just happened right now. I lived it in the last 30 seconds, dude. Man. Right. Every day, dude. Every day. It's the struggle. The struggle is real, dude. It is so real. Right, and it's always a female, like a dude, will just be like, hey, bro, you pissed me off when you did this and this and this. Yeah, a female, you got to play guessing games for the next four weeks. Yeah, trying to figure it out. Yeah, right. It's like, 
Bang bang. He he is he has tried to get into a he's tried to get into a couple bands. So yeah, there you go. You guys could turn it into a metal song. Bang bang bang. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Seriously, just. Wow. Now, Ricky, I know you probably want to sign him to a uh, a deal. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it was funny because he pulled up in his truck and it just sounded, I don't know what's wrong with his thing. And <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this thing. <laughs> well, there's a that's lot of that. That's that, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, we got the Yeah. And then he comes in with his keyboard stand. That is the coolest keyboard stand. Like it's like welded and it's sturdy. Well, see, at, see, at one point last year, we were going to do a, a, a Jiggy Jag uh, birthday show in Wichita, which I may end up having you plan one this year for me, Ricky, since you're oh, the you you you're, you're the king of. We could do it at the elbow room. That yeah, that the uh, the thing is. Well, do it in the parking lot because we're not allowed in the building. But didn't say anything about the parking lot. But um, <laughs> wear a mask. I actually, you know, what's funny about that is I thought about when they had a Halloween show of of getting dressed up with a mask, going in and getting a picture, and then going and posting that on Facebook and tagging him in it and be like, "I was that close, buddy. <laughs> I was that close." But um. Do we have mics on over there for these guys? Because I'm having a little... Yeah. Uh, I'm just not really thinking about it. Here <laughs> just not thinking about it. He assumes since we have cameras everywhere, we have microphones everywhere. <laughs> See, and- Andrew's a radio professional. He, uh... You might have to turn those on. Weston and them might have turned them off. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think they got them on, man. Are they on? Yep, nope, not on, dude. You hear me now? Check. There, yeah, there we go. We got one of them in the building. Boom. There it is. Oh, we're getting yeah, mic drop. Epic. He's like, I don't even need to say anything to do a mic drop. I'm that dope kid. Uh oh, it's dead. Well, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me. see. This is why we need Britannia. Really? Yeah, I'm really, like, Jimmy. Britannia. I think. Yeah, did I you think I was here. gonna? I was gonna be Britannia. Oh, he just really. That, I just, I just tossed it over there. There you go, dude. Here's see, a battery. Has <laughs> a battery Whatever. Ricky, what? Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Hopefully you guys have been here before. Yes, they have. Thank God. Because I was like, you guys will never come back after this. Here's a battery for your mic that doesn't work in the middle of your interview. Yeah. Is it working now? It, a little bit, yeah. Kevin, little bit. Kevin was going to be our uh, entertainment our for my birthday is. show. And Nick McEwen from the 33 uh-huh. loves the hell out of Kevin. I don't know why. He was here one time when Kevin was here. He's like, I, I, we, we got to have him open for us. <laughs> and he was going to play this song where he was going to drag his balls across his keyboard or whatever. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> he was going to see that. 
we we were going to do this. He he was going to be the most offensive artist ever. That was his goal. That's what he told me. He was like, I'm going to drag my balls across the keyboard. He was going to do all sorts of crap. And we had talked about... You are my new hero, sir. We had talked about doing the show over at... Oh, the hell is the, the, the little tiny place that, that looks like the walls in here. Um, the med? In, uh, in Wichita. The, the little, the, it's a Kirby's? bar. Kirby's, that's it. Oh, Kirby's. First okay. time I went into Kirby's, I'm like, why don't I drive two, why don't I drive 30 minutes to go to my living room? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> so, it looks like you packed the place. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Filled out, man. So, uh, so Kevin was going to do our um, our birthday show, and he was going to drag his nuts across the keyboard. And remember when you were offensive, oh, yeah. and you were and you were going to be the most offensive artist, dude? I would pay you to do that. Yes, I can drag your cojones across the keyboard. That, sir, would have been epic. What if it's you would have made music history, right? Would have made at least YouTube history. Yes, that that would have earned my respect. I'll tell you that right now, man. That would have got your foot in the door well, see, with me. See, my goal was my buddy Anthony Gomes was going to be playing in Junction City on on Friday, and then I was going to do my show here on Saturday at the Needle, and then we're going to do a thing on Sunday at Kirby's with you and Nick McEwen and everybody, and it was going to be a three day thing in honor of me. We're going to do a celebrity roast, all the stuff, but my buddy, Cousin Chris, I don't know if you've met Chris, but Chris was here earlier, um, he said, I can't have a celebrity roast because I'm not a celebrity. So, uh, oh, I would have pretended to be one work. just to get my Everybody was, on three. <laughs> one, two, three. Oh. <laughs> Damn, nobody went with that, me on that. Nobody. I hate everybody I now. You out there all like, by All of you, mortal enemies, in three seconds. We were all getting along so good. Hey, I was in it. I was in it. I didn't hear I it, bro. It. I was in it. <laughs> no, sir, you are not. <laughs> Dude, I'm a sports broadcaster. I think I blew my whole fucking image. <laughs> Tonight, just two hours right here, dude. I'm going to miss the professional all on the time. radio all He the went time. from interviewing Hoist Gracie, Chris Harris, Dave Caveman, Rickles, all these guys to... Being on a Jiggy Jaguar. Being on a Jiggy Jaguar. <laughs> Low brow shit, man. <laughs> Bam! It's all gone. Oh, fuck everything I worked for in three seconds is it's gone. The KAB Awards, oh, everything. Everything out the gone. fucking door. And he's not lying. I won two awards in the Kansas Association of Broadcasters. One was for best on air personality, which clearly I think we've all established that I have that shit going on. And the other one was for a, a TV research paper that I did. It was called uh, Batman versus the Joker: An Introduction of the Criminal Mind Through Mass Media. That, wow. sir. Uh, yeah, it was fucking dope. And it, it sounds yeah, like it. <laughs> it's awesome because it was on the plaque. It says it right there on the plaque. Batman versus the Joker and the, the whole thing. I'm like, that is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. My brothers, I bring that shit home to them. I'm like, dude, it says Batman versus the Joker on a fucking plaque. I'm like, never mind that your fucking brother's name is there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's Batman versus the Joker. That's That's what's awesome. Not that Batman hasn't won several Academy Awards or whatever, you know, because it needs more recognition. That's right. So, yeah, dude, I think I just blew my image. I could probably never go back. I'm supposed to be back at the radio station tomorrow. I don't think I can do that shit. Everybody's going to tune in and go, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, 
Right. It's just got a big middle finger right there. Yeah. Jeez, man. So how long have you guys all been a band? Okay, so I have Unlock Me This One. That's my own thing. And I've had that since 2009. Uh-huh. And then I moved to Wichita. And I met, I started booking these guys like last year, maybe. And I just... They blew maybe my last year or, or... It was last year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Ah, I got booked them maybe yeah, last fuck year. Fuck a timeline. For longer than I have been a thing, so... Well, the Apostle started in 2010. That's cool. Oh, this I guy and that guy over there started started the, the apostles. Da da da! I came in in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> then Devin's 2014. Yeah. Christian metal band. Oh, definitely. Christian metal band. Please take us. There, there is a Christian metal band here in town. They're they're kind of badass, so you know. Oh, uh, the Savagery, whatever. Uh, no, Zero Self Project. Oh, Fra- Frankie Shane's band. What? Yeah. I didn't know they were Why? Is there something that we didn't know about them, dude? Like, did, yeah. I just didn't know that about them. Did you smoke up with those guys or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, if we need to know, we need to know. I actually wish I could say that, but no, I haven't. <laughs> He's like, I wish. <laughs> Unfortunately, they're legitimately good guys, so. <laughs> so I can see them do that shit. But I didn't know they were Christian. That's, that's weird. I think that tells you how good their music is, though. I mean, honestly, if you can't tell the difference, you know, other than lyrically what they present, I, I you know, like Lecrae, you know, I think, I, I know you guys probably don't get in a lot of hip-hop, but, you know, Lecrae, a gospel rapper, I mean, I think he he holds water with any, you know, rapper that's out there in mainstream, you know. Uh, but, uh, no, well, yeah, I like stereotyping. Yeah. You got the do-rag, dude, so there it is, bro. <laughs> Do from Office Space. Did I just become enemies with everybody again? I thought we were cool five seconds ago. We don't redeem ourselves. Yeah, yeah, you know. Fuck you guys. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Okay, so how did you guys come up with your band name? I mean, seriously, that that is a deep name. Which one? Graveyard Apostles? Yeah, what was it again? Graveyard, Graveyard Apostles. Graveyard Apostles. That shit is deep. Now, okay, if you're going to explain it, i got to make sure i got you on the mic, so come over here, bro. Yes. Okay, we're, we're going to get your Find the microphone. And let's see, talking to this uh, bad boy. Can you hear me? I can hear you, bro. Look, uh, he's taking over the show. Uh, <laughs> look at Andrew. Yeah, I'm just... Somebody's got to do some hey, legitimate hey, radio when, shit when, here. When, yeah. when you went outside, and Andrew, Andrew just slid right over his left headphones. Like, yeah, I see. He's, yeah. he's like, stole he's my like, spine. He's, he's like, you, you move. You, 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 you give it up. I'm the oldest of seven, dude. It's survival, bro. All right, so we have with us... I'm the guitar player, Kaola. All right, yeah. man. And how did you guys come up with this name, dude? Well, it's kind of it was kind of like a twist on like you know society is we're we're always a reflection of society. Music is any art is, so it's kind of like a mirror image type thing. You know, we're the the dark and the light. You know, the graveyard apostles. You know, the graveyard being death mm-hmm. and apostle. You know, s- spreading light. So. You put that together any way you want to. It, it, yeah, it kind of basically we're schizophrenic, is all I'm saying. We're <laughs> schizophrenic. But like, no, no. We're a very eclectic. That's a requirement. Eclectic band. Very eclectic band. And so do you guys do a lot of covers? Do you write a lot of your own material? 
How, you know, what's, what's, your, what's your main M.O.? We we cover stuff like guys that we really look up to. Who who are some of the bands that you guys really like to cover? Rush, right? Avatar. We we love Avatar. Avatar's badass. Yeah, great metal band. Everybody should know about. We, we of course Pantera, Metallica. You know all those early thrash bands. Well, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, I'm a Rush Wait, guy. I can't. What's uh, going I'm a on? Guy. Nickelback. <laughs> So Ricky, Ricky's the audio guy. Yeah, man. And I make <laughs> Wait, I just Ricky's, like, I, Ricky's pretty much a manager. <laughs> I, you're, you're the jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah, man, I, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Rita confused over here. She's mad. Right Rita, now. Like, confused. We need look, to catch her up. I'm like, my spot has been taken, and I just cannot catch up. <laughs> Sorry. Like we're over here lost. Like wait, wait, you're wait, welcome what? to radio, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, now, what about like one of my favorite back bands, to Andrew? <laughs> one of my favorite bands that I had recently discovered was more of a, a punk rock band, uh, Tame Impala. Do you guys do any of the punk rock type stuff, or do you stick strictly to, to well, metal? We kind of just jump all over the place. Like yeah. if there's, a, if we have a song, like just an idea. We don't really stick ourselves into certain genres. Like we make something like, oh, that that's cool. Good. And okay. Then we yeah, make it. Okay, and, no doubt. It is. It's way heavier. Well, so kind of like Seabreed then, because you know Seabreed does a lot of low melody most stuff. Most of our but songs are, are in intense. drop beat to me. Let let Eric let Eric kind of explain that. I think I think yeah. I think there shouldn't be confines on any. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we we have a song called "They're Wrong" that's kind of punky almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like, have like some like uh, melodies with metal, kind of like a symphony uh-huh. kind of thing from her in one of their songs. And it's just like, wow, man, they they got it. So I feel like metal right now has become sort of centered into one. Like this has to be this way. You got to do your genty sludges. You got to do this. And we're trying to break out. Like anything can be a part of metal music. Right. You can bring jazz. We we've got a disco beat in some. Trying to get it's kind of yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. whatever yeah. feels yeah. good. You can whatever feels it good, music. do it. You can have screaming. You can have beautiful vocals come in. You can have whatever, and it has that same effect. And I think people like that. It's something different in our genre. Definitely. Yeah, I play. I personally make experimental music, which is a combination of electro with post-hardcore, metal, mm. etc., all put together. And I mix my set with their sets because sometimes I opened up the shows for like any other band. Uh-huh. So after I play, I run back to my deck and I mix into their music, and then they come on. And people don't expect that shit to happen. Like our last show. That was so cool. Our last show, he did our intro at Descending into Lower Hell for us, and that was a great way to start off the show. Yeah, man. Descending into Lower Hell. That was all I got out of that. That, that was a, it was a hip hop yeah, what? song he put on that, our album. <laughs> this guy. Descending into Lower Hell. Way to darken the show, guys. Uh, and Tiny Tim makes an appearance in the song, too, yeah. which is even weirder. Tiny Tim. Wow. Tiny really? Bubbles. Just like that. Talking well, what you were talking about with the name, like that's sort of the other thing. Everything we we sing about, sort of, I don't know. When I write lyrics, I like to look at the world and try to put my own outlook on it. Like educate to enslave is our commentary on the fucked up nature of our education system. Uh-huh. You know, 
everything really has nursery rhymes. Yeah, yeah, and we use nursery rhymes to do it. Oh wow! But play with it like that. I mean, Grave of Christ, <laughs> Christ. It's my weird take on a zombie apocalypse type rapture coming about. Like everything can kind of be seen as we're we're trying to fight for the good, but we sound dark as shit doing it. Because like, yeah, I'm trying to get a beat on it. It sounds like, okay, because what you just talked about right there, you know, because you're talking about being an apostle, bringing something to light, graveyard, kind of representing the death and, and natural society of man, and basically how man uh, sort of naturally uh, desecrates everything that it, it comes in contact with. Like politics? Are, are, yeah, that too. Uh, are, are you guys... Are you saying that maybe you believe in God? You don't? I mean, it's because it's like, okay, in the hell, then not so much. I mean, like, you know, in terms of those things, you know, because everyone know at Creed back in the day, you know, where they were, you know, belief system wise. I mean, you guys are wanting to speak on these things. So where do you, where does your band stand when it comes to, to that? Well, we don't really have songs. It's not religiously based. Religion, really. It's more religion. society as a whole. Yeah. Like, we don't. We don't really like flash words and like some bands do, and we don't. It's just kind of something we haven't talked about. Even on Lugman Day's yeah. one, I don't. Yeah, have yeah exactly. Because there are a lot of bands that do that. They just flat out blast religion. Yeah, yeah I don't. You know, I mean, and it could be any religion. It doesn't have to be Christianity. I mean, they just, you know, they go headstrong at anybody and yeah. call you what a, you know, a coward because you can't think for yourself. You know, you're a conformist and stuff a like sheep. that. You know, I mean, I, I think our music just kind of is a venting. <coughs> in many ways, we see. That Things and we think there's a better way sometimes, and it's not to, meant to be judgeful yeah. in any way. I just I, think we, yeah, go ahead, man. Well, the, the Christian kind of like you got the apostle part of it, you know. Obviously, you're an apostle Christ. For me, growing up in Kansas, you're surrounded by Christians a lot, so that's the yes. oh, yeah. imagery to go to for for certain things. Now that doesn't mean I don't think we'll touch other imagery or other religions, right? And I definitely think we all have different kind of point of views on it, but that's, for me, maybe I'm looking too wide, I feel like the goal is to try and get people to see past their own religious belief, exactly. to, to look to, at ways to better our, our world without stomping on someone's religious beliefs, but without saying, you have to believe this way. You know, let me ask you this, because there, there's a whole thing now where... Uh, you know, music is, is nowadays more seen to be so educational, you know, whereas, you know, like I, I always relate things to hip hop because that's what I, I truly loved growing up was hip hop. You know, you had guys like Common, Most Def, Talib Kweli, you know, who were more, you know, what you call conscious rappers. You know, do you guys feel that there's still a place for, for conscious music with, with the, such a, an entertaining now society that we live in? You look at the Super Bowl. You know, the halftime shows and the kind of music that's on the radio. I mean, there's really not a lot of, from what I hear, and as a guy living in Wichita, I don't hear a lot of metal not on the radio anymore. Do, do you like think that. there's a, a place for it in terms of, you know, yeah, conscious? Coming up, but I do, I, yeah, like, it's sort of been dumbed down. It's, it is. It's, there's not a lot of it on the radio right now, but there will be. I mean, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. coming. I mean, most music on the radio is just kind of mind-numbing. They don't want you to think about the music that... Yes. I want you to listen to it because it's catchy. Do you think that it relates, though? Because you guys are talking about some of the educational uh, situations in our country. And and they actually had to dumb down the ACTs and the SATs. Do you think that music had something to do with that? I mean, you know, when I was growing up, Lil John. 
And, I mean, he would, seriously, he would have he would have been laughed out of rap music in the nineties. He would have. You know, people were like, "Dude, you're not talking about shit." You know, but right around like 04, 05, whip whatever the fuck it kind of became different. Do you think that the music has something to do with the, the some, because it's so simple and it's so dumbed down? Do you, do you think that that directly correlates to educational well, point? It makes people focus on stupid things that doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this lady a microphone here. And the funny thing, the funny thing when it comes to that kind of stuff is there's actually research showing that like and. The music that they have on TV and like music videos that they have usually last about 15 seconds spans of stuff as uh-huh. long as, and that has actually shortened the attention span of younger kids, even people our age, because we watch all that so we don't really focus on anything but shit. <coughs> so that that affects our education system, that affects jobs. It's, Really kind of fucked well, up. the focus on music even changed. You know, people used to the lyrics, now they just listen to it for the beat. Right. All they, they want something that's catchy. Sounds good. Right. Exactly. Well, like like bang bang. Or the like. fact that they've taken music out of education itself. The fact that it's 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 lower right. in schools, so you don't have as yep. many people actually learning those instruments, actually learning how to tune their vocals. Instead, they're just going to you know something easier like a mix board. I, I don't want to bash DJs or anything. They're amazing. No, no, no. But either yeah, way. Yeah. With those cutbacks on that, you're not going to see as many educated musicians out there trying to make their point because of that. And music actually is the only thing that activates both sides of the brain, which in school actually allows people to focus more. They're able to hold on to information better. Right. And when people are cutting out uh, like musical education, that's actually really kind of taking out a lot when it comes to the whole learning experience. Because, yeah. like, musicians tend to be a little bit more on the smart side because we hold, we hold our information better. We're more Except for me. We're more able to. Like, I'm not trying, I'm not trying me, to fire shots or anything, but... <laughs> but I have fun playing music. It's, that's yeah. just another... That's just more research I've done. Well, I mean, look at, like, look at the stereotypes, right? you got, like, like kids, you know, every... That was in band. They're all branded banners, right? I mean, that's really a true thing. Or like, like think about the seventies. You look at the Eagles and stuff. Like they had ten, fifteen songs. Yeah, right. And they have they have layers upon layers of stuff that you actually had to sit there and listen to. Right. And you listen to songs now, and they're two minutes long, and it's just hey, let's go to the club. And you know, like, okay, for instance, Beyonce's 7 Eleven. Have you ever listened to the lyrics of that song? And it was hot. All she's doing is doing uh, the hokey pokey in her damn song. And Which Beyonce song? The 7 Eleven. Oh, yeah. Put your arm, yeah. yeah. Wow. The, the, the one where it's like, uh, see me work, work, work. Like, work, work, work. Yeah. She's. It's okay. There's an old '70s band named uh, Yes, and and well, that I mean, they were the beginning of true like rock and they yes they were they were a five-piece band. Yes, but you actually had to sit there and listen because the guitar and the keyboard would inter intermingle with stuff and they would have just the most random pointless lyrics because they wanted the voice to be heard as an instrument instead of 
people focusing on it for lyrics. The bang, yeah. Yeah. Well, you and and nowadays people only listen to music for the stupid fucking lyrics that these pop artists put out. Well, let me ask you this though, okay, guys? Because you know, let let's be. Let's be fair to, to hip-hop and rap and R&B. Okay? Oh, by the way, Let's be fair. that's uh, Drizzle over there. Can I say that? Used to be. Drizzle, yeah, used to be. Yeah. 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 I, I used to rap uh, and yeah. flow and all that shit. Uh, and if you're lucky, I'll And he's something. talented. <laughs> he, he really is talented. Uh, dude, uh, I might blow your mind, bro. Um, Speaking l- of a brother that likes to uh, talk about to himself hip-hop. over there, we had Man. to listen to him on the way up here. <laughs> But he, Why but is he, he doing is? this? I'm trying to but, ask these guys a question. Yeah, like he hasn't he talked about blasting me out here. I am. Uh, I'm giving him props. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, okay. Now I remember, I think. Okay. So anyways, being fair to, you know, hip hop and rap and all that. Back in the 80s, you know, you had the European invasion. And a lot of that was, you know, techno-driven, electronic-driven, fairly simple lyrics. A lot of it was dance music, you know, stuff that was in big 80-teeny-bot movies. I mean, would it be fair to say that maybe even it started as far back then in hip-hop, guys like N.W.A. tried to bring it around to something different? And, and then it got, you know, of course, that got restructured into something else the same way a lot of any other genre of music has but, metal. But then in the, 80s, in the 80s, you had the uprise of thrash metal, which is Metallica and Megadeth. You also had the new wave of British heavy metal, which is Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Uh-huh. All those good bands. Like. But what I'm, what I'm asking, though, is, is in terms think, of the, the direction of mainstream music. I think it always you, goes you know in a I mean? circle. Like, I right. Mean, it keeps happening, and that's like... Rap came out, and that was the one to break through at that time. At one point in the 90s, we had grunge come out and break through the, the mainstream. But once anything like that happens, it seems like the mainstream sort of takes it over. Right, yeah. see, exactly, and that's, that's what I'm music com- The best music comes from the shadows, if you think about yeah. it. Yeah, it really does, it's happened, man. It's happened to everything. I mean, it happened, yeah, metal, it, the 80s. Became and that's what grunge took yeah. over. They said, "Well, I think <clears throat> it needed to die at the time. It became too pop." Yeah, yeah. I mean, because and it right. It's yeah. popular. They know they can make money on it. And exactly, right. dude. Okay, how do we make it so you can do this? A lot of it fast. It's like and I think when it comes out. to um, music that's been mainstream. I think it's more about the record companies wanting money instead of actually yes. out good music. Well, if you think, a lot of times they have people, like, you know, musicians, they don't even write most of their music anymore. Like, right. Like, they'll, have, they'll pay someone to make a beat. Like, for instance, like, uh, what's a really, like, probably, uh, like, Wiz Khalifa has a written 90% of the song. Well, the Weapon Nene song, whatever you call that. Wiz Khalifa wrote some of whose songs? No, Wiz Khalifa hasn't written 90% of his songs. Oh. Well, no, what I was trying to say, like, a lot of times songs are already, like, you know they're what's the word I'm looking for? They're shallow. They're, they're shallow, but they're they're, they're, like, they're like someone will like the record company, for instance. They'll have an idea. They'll have someone make a beat, and then they'll ask. Sometimes they'll ask artists, "Hey, can you sing along to this, or can you rap to this, or whatever?" A lot of times, they don't even like help contribute with the music aspect of it, or even the lyrics. Well, sometimes de- it's it's definitely a business, but the lucky ones get to be artists and. Have a b- and beat business. Like, Speaking business of business, business, too, like a lot of it is already. That's like, the best you know, we can hope for. No, that's um, fine. I mean, we like everything that we have. We spend our own money. You know, we all work and we have to do our own thing, and then we have to get gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We don't make a lot, so I think we respect any kind of artist. Uh-huh. But 
Because we, we spend our own money to do our own stuff. Wait, we break... <laughs> make sure you read it. We, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and then you were lucky if we get a we show. We break the bank pain, trying to make you know? this work. Yeah, and so this is like on our time right now. So I think, speaking of commercialism and stuff like that, of course when somebody says, hey, you know, I'll give you like a million dollar contract, or I know it's not that much, but, you know, some big contracts, most bands would take it. I mean... There and there's fine print there that you have to do what they say. A, B, C, and D, yeah. Well, yeah. you guys could all, I mean, if, yeah. you've got a, if you've got a really good representation, you can always get, you know, creative control and things, which is hard to do nowadays. What, what but, I like about uh, Graveyard Apostles is they, Kayola, Heather, and Eric recorded all of the first two albums on a Line 6 program from like the 90s. No yes. shit. Yeah. Shout out. Good job. When we get some new recording uh, stuff, I guarantee we'll blow your mind with the shit when it comes out. And we, we Absolutely. could probably honestly make good studio quality stuff based off of Kayla's mixing mastermind and just everybody's opinion on how it sounds. Like we could we could record in a basement and talk about the same quality as like a video. We're just ready. We're we're all ready to write. Matt and I are such different guitar players that it's going to make a really cool setup for, for the next album. I'm excited. We're all a lot different. There's a huge yeah. generation. Yeah, yeah every one of us yeah. like play or do something different, and like. And you gonna, can see it when you perform too, and it's yeah. awesome. I, I Sorry, like. Yeah. What's awesome? Well, you see so. him. You see Phil over here just just yeah. raging over there on the bass, oh, and then you see him just screaming his heart out, and she's just up there just. Beautiful singing, beautiful singing. And then you see these two guitars, and you just all like they they seem like they come from two separate worlds. Like, yeah. But they blend so beautifully. Like I, it's just quite the I love how Ka- I love how Kayola's got more of the more of a style kind of writing, and Matthew's more of like the melodic. And it mm-hmm. mingles so well together. Like they they're able to switch off, and you can tell each person's style in the song, but we still make it work. So how do you all, I mean, is it the lyrics first, or is it the melody, the music first? What all, How does it all come together? We kind of just... A toss-up from the beginning. Um, I mean, on the beginning ones, he would he literally wrote whole songs, and then I would just go through and listen to He had tons of them. And I'd, I love this song, and I'd write lyrics to it, and it would work. Or I'd have lyrics already written, and we just, oh, this works perfectly together. Now, with the full band, like we're, we're just now starting the writing process on for third album, and it's kind of a learning experience. But it's sort of whoever gets an idea first, we, and if everybody likes it, we go with it. And then whatever we got to work out from there. A couple times I've had great lyrics, and they really liked it, and went from there. All of us, all of us, write them. for the song and on the song yeah, that we're no, working on right just now. To make that a good we're playing, song, playing either the twenty sixth or the fifth. Um, we have yeah, the music came first and Eric's just been sitting there at practice writing his beard mm-hmm. and he's like, Can you play that part again? And then we played again and he continued writing. I heard a I read an interview from well, the guy from Clutch, because somebody asked him that and it, it reminded me of what we've been doing recently. Basically they get a song going great and then they just have to be patient and wait for us to get lyrics down that we think yeah, will work. Alright, keep repeating it, keep getting that groove in my head. I gotta most of the time, we forget the stuff that we wrote, though. That's a common struggle. But then I just, I don't know. I think everybody, as far as I'm concerned, I'm always just writing lyrics. You know, that way, if they can well, a song, a song never, a never, it never ends the same way it starts, does it? By the time it's done, we all have our own little flavor. 
in there, and by the end, it's better than where it started. I think that's kind of even tweak my drum parts too. Like, let's see, this song was a lot easier. Like, as we've tried writing songs before, you know, just come up with ideas, jam sessions. I felt like this one that we're working on now was pretty easy because we already had a structure for it. Right. We just kind of, yeah. you know, like, like you said, just built on it and then put a twist to it. Right. We, like, I have just a Kale's part on my phone, just kind of like the skeleton of the song. It's. It actually, when I first sent it to me through email, I thought it was pretty cool. Then I just started kind of like brainstorming ideas for drum parts. And then I showed it to Matthew, and he started kind of coming up with ideas for guitar parts. Yeah. Well, well, Kevin, sir, am I, am I saying it right? Oh, how do you come up with your music? <laughs> wow. Redemption, <laughs> sir, redemption. <laughs> You're gonna be on Daniel. You're gonna be on Taj Point oh, yeah. bro. This week's web redemption. Now, uh, oh, man, now, speaking of Kevin, uh, do you have another song for us? No, no. No, no. Why? No. Okay. So, <laughs> am I the only one here that's honest about this? <laughs> Dude, does he does he need the mic? It's called Rotten Cheese. If you wanna... Oh, never mind. I got it. Yeah. He's... I don't know what's going on. I feel like... I feel like Top Gun. Yeah. I feel like I'm right? playing... Yeah. I feel like I'm playing the Nintendo version of Top Gun. Dude, I'm telling you. Doesn't it sound like Top Gun? Yeah. It's slow walking. Yeah. No, it's the scene, dude, where like... He's all mad right after <laughs> Goose dies. And, yeah, dude. Yeah. Running, running commentary. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I could hell narrate the hell out of this. Ted. <laughs> Ted the Wasp. Negative Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. Soft porn. Soft porn, yes. <laughs> Dude, I cannot go back to sports broadcasting. I fucking hate you, man. Can we get a female willing to do some, some voiceovers for this? There are one, two, three in here. Can I get a volunteer? Come on, seriously. For what? Just some softcore porn ones. You know what I'm talking about. I've seen the movie before. Right? <laughs> and you know how it goes with softcore porn. She's all, eh, yeah, and he's like, ugh. Because in real porn, guys don't make any noises, man. It's all females, dude. Until the end, when it's time for the grand finale. Then every guy's got their little way. 
<laughs> this sounds like the climax to a 90s movie now. Out of the depths of the shadows. He came through. And no, the situation was leak. Why do I want to be on ecstasy listening to this right now? I feel like I want to be on X right now. Just it's a little hazy. Yeah, it's, it's a little hazy. <laughs> oh, now it's an '80s cop movie. Beverly Hills Cop Man, say what? Kenny G. Kenny G. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Bill Clinton plays the sax while getting ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 70s scary movie. Yeah, dude. Halloween. She's like walking through the woods. Yeah. Yeah, like a like an 80s movie montage. Like a perfect intro to one of our songs, actually. Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it right now, dude. A little Michael J. Fox running around. Teen Wolf, bro. Hell yeah, how's that song go through that movie? Winning the edge, yeah. It it almost works, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is like 1994 underground. Want to be mainstream hip hop? I think I need one of those pedals for my guitar that he's got hooked up to his keyboard to make it synthesize like that. Is that what it's doing? I don't know what it's doing, but he's turning it off and on. It sounds sweet. He does. I think it's. I think it's synthesizing it, dude. It's like homemade. I love that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think you can buy that anywhere, bro. Steven Seagal steps into the room. I think I'm about to have a cigarette after this song. <laughs> <laughs> that was intense, man. <laughs> that was intense. Nice job. Dude, that actually was that, yeah. good redemption. Excellent. Excellent. That was dope. Yeah, that was that was your redemption. We can hang out again, man. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Then I was like, hell no. And I'm like, yeah, no, we can do this. this is, we'll get a beer, man. It's cool. We can do this. Yeah. Why? Yeah, why is it called? Good question. Why is it called Rotten Cheese? Look, I stole that question. Yeah, there's nothing wrong about that cheese. Look at it like it's mine. Are you just making things up? Yeah. Also, you freestyled that. 
I bet you he just made up that entire song. Yeah. That was all improvised, probably. It just happened. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Alrighty then. Jesus. Way to go. I thought, yeah, I thought you, you know were going to say that. He was angry at me from earlier, and he was like, hey, fuck this guy, and watch what I can do. And he got on his little keyboard right now, and was like, tearing it up, bro. Tearing it up. Yeah, that's that's what happened, bro. Hey, that doesn't leave this room. Damn it. Uh, wait, how many viewers you got going? <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, what? How how many just heard that? Yeah, oh, dude, that is lame. I mean, no, good show. <laughs> that's just you stream. Oh man, people excluding radio. What what, what 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 are you what are you doing, Kevin? I think he's going to go uh, he's, he's gotta go smoke. Yeah. He's got to go smoke. He's got to go smoke. He's got to go smoke. After a performance he, after, like yeah, that. After he just beat the booty up like that, man. Like that. <laughs> you got to well, give yourself a cigarette, well, dude. We'll do this. We'll go ahead and take a break. And uh, anybody else who needs to go smoke can go do that. And uh, we'll take a time out and come back. And God knows what the hell we're going to do. Uh, <laughs> I might freeze. Dude, can we talk about the fight? When yes. we come back, yes. thank oh, God. Guy, I just want to talk sports. about the fight. Yeah, just made me bring him. Introducing Leave It to Beaver bloopers. We've spent days, no, years, capturing the mistakes from your favorite 60s show so that you wouldn't have to. Don't miss this one. You Beaumont's kick to the groin. Oh, Lord. Careful, dear. How about this? Jerry Mathers the Beaver reprimanding the show's producer. Well, gee whiz. Son of a f***ing junk. I mean, come on, man. This Eddie Haskell, he's taking too much of my f***ing limelight. I worked my ass up for years and years and years. I don't need this sh- Give me a f***ing break, man. And if you order now, you get Weather Channel bloopers as an added bonus. And we'll throw in never-before-published photos of the mole on Roseanne's butt cheek. It looks just like the King Elvis Presley. You'll be amazed by the uncanny similarities. Call now for beaver blunders, weather bloopers, and bare butts. Call one 800 you could rob a liquor store or steal a car or even do a job for the guys who wear fancy suits and pay no taxes. But that would be illegal. Introducing a new better way to get money fast. It's Johnny Cash. The new concept in fast money. It's not an ATM. It's not a loan shark. It's just a man in black with a fist full of green. Hi, Mr. Cash. Can I borrow 10 bucks? Oh, uh, anything to keep a loyal fan on the right side of the law. Here you go. Gee, thanks, Mr. Cash. Don't mention it. Visit your convenient... Johnny Cash. ...location and beg your next cash advance. It'll keep you out of Folsom Prison. Johnny Cash. Get fast money now where you see the burning ring of fire. Download the iHeartRadio app to hear us live as live can get. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-A-G-U-A-R. You will hear great bits like this from Barry Farber, legendary conservative talk show host. Make the difference. But look, man, I got to thank you uh, for giving me this much time, this much respect. You have really made today a great pleasure for me, and I want to thank you for it. Once you've downloaded the iHeartRadio app, search J-I-G-G-Y, J-A-G-U-A-R. 
and listen to all of our past episodes and future episodes of the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar Show, all categorized by hour. Well, I, I, well, I just want to say I love what you do, James, but I, I love what you're doing. I love just being a part of what you what you sharing information uh, with your listeners. Search J-I-G-G-Y-J-E-G-U-A-R on iHeartRadio. Tonight on Fox, real live accidents caught on video on the world's worst real live accidents caught on video. Then, killer pets caught on video on the world's worst home video mollies. If it's freaky, you know it's Fox. When you're still in school, Master Bank knows it's not so easy to establish credit. That's why Master Bank offers a special gold card program for students. Why do we do this? Because as a student, we believe in your common sense, good buying judgment, and restraint. Right. <laughs> Who are we kidding? It's because we know it'll only take a couple of months for you to get up to your eyeballs in crippling debt. But if that should happen to you, what do I mean if? Master Bank is there to help. To help you keep digging that hole so deep, your great-grandchildren will be missing meals to pay it off. Master Bank and your credit. As American as apple pie and corporate downsizing. One final segment here before we let everybody go, and uh, my thanks to Graveyard Apostles and the comics. And uh, Reno took her seat back. I took my seat back. <laughs> I think Andrew did amazing with yes, the fact he, that yes, he just he, he just did his thing. Yes, he did. See, I, that was, I was the whole point. Where you went. That was my whole point of doing this today to see if we could get people to step up and jump into the jump into the pool. Uh, Kevin Sieg is going to play one final song for us at the end of this segment. You guys hear me? Yes. Okay. I got gotcha. you. So uh, let's talk about this fight. Last weekend, we were out at Bellator. 
old, uh, old Reno got to go to the weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, I'm, what I'm talking you? about UFC last night. Oh, man. yeah. So Wait, talk let's, about talk about the, let's talk about the Okay, you want to talk about Bellator? Right. The weigh-in was, yes, lovely. Oh, and I got to meet somebody. I got to meet Chris Harris, and he is gorgeous. <laughs> he is gorgeous. Yes. And he is engaged, right? Or is he he's in a relationship? She sounds disappointed. Man, she's really mad about that right now. She's, she's like, she like, already Aww. hates that woman. She's like, no, I can't stand that bride. No. I'm like, whenever, you're like, when it doesn't work out, no, that's horrible. But I'm she's like, I'll be there to pick up the pieces, Chris. I'll be there. He is hot. I'll be there to pick up the pieces. I had to pieces. get a few pictures. I think, uh, I think uh, you got a few pictures of me dang near melting. <laughs> Drooling is the word I'm looking for. I had to, I had to hold a bib under my mouth. It was like, <laughs> calm down, child. And it's cool though because I know where he uh, where he goes to the gym at. So stop. <laughs> She's gonna stop. Stalker tendencies. I, I, I know where revealed. he works at. <laughs> now we know why she wants to talk about Bellator. She want to talk about she wants to talk about dudes <laughs> that she saw there. <laughs> No, Kevin, That's what's I will going not, on. I won't sneak in the shower with him. I mean, unless he asks me to. I mean, I'm just saying. And, and when wow. you sneak in and I ask to wash your back, none of this. <laughs> like how did commercial. I get here? Who are you? Don't just ask questions. A yes or no. Just, you're gonna, you're gonna stop you're, asking questions. You're gonna get you're gonna get nasty uh, na- nasty Facebook posts now from Mister Two Thousand. Now that you've uh, you're, you're you know, we don't want to go there. No, it'll be subliminal. So, you know, that that's how that'll work. Man. Oh, so, so it'll be it, like... It'll be subliminal. So I don't so. get on my show and talk about washing MMA fighters' backs. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> People will be like, what are you saying? Like, wait, what? what is going on here, perverts? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know what, though, man? Andrew is the only legitimate broadcaster in this building, and we are ruining his <laughs> reputation as we speak. So right fast, now. dude. <laughs> It's fucked up, bro. The KAB is going to come back and take the awards back. They've never done that ever. I, but I, I, on I, this occasion. I will never, ever, as long as I live, be able to get a real job now, thanks to fucking James. Uh, and then there's... I don't want to say what station I'm on. <laughs> That's right. Because I have to go back. No, no. I'm, I'm, he's he's got to go back tomorrow morning. Yeah. I, it's actually a, a radio station locally in Wichita. In Wichita. Uh, which... Thankfully, there aren't a lot of people who listen. So, yes. wow, we're trying. I, I'm not tarnished. <laughs> my God, man! <laughs> my God, man! We're trying. No, it's ninety-five point nine FM Kason Radio in Wichita. I uh, I host a sports bro- broadcasting uh, program, the Full Court Press, and uh, in which I do not use such vulgar language. Um, and I, I'm very proper and respectful to everybody, and this battery is dying. Yes. Well, we're, we're, we're about at the end can, of the show. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. All right, boom. Good. So, anyway, I just got to get this out. I mean, UFC. Go. Last night, Conor McGregor loses. Uh, Misha Tate wins. Take, takes it home. And you know what's funny? Ruins the ruins the big money fight between uh, home and, and, and Rousey. <laughs> but you, you want to know what I think is legitimately going to have to happen? I think that Holm and Rousey are still going to have to fight. And I, I yeah. think legitimately fans don't want to see Rousey just get another title shot when she hasn't fought anybody else. Yep. And so I think that not only – before I thought, okay, she got to fight one person before she gets to home. Now I literally believe that She's if, if to... fans want to be legitimized with her again, she'll have to fight a fight with Singano or somebody like that again. Yeah. Then she'll have to fight home. And then she'll have to fight 
whoever the next champion is. I mean, seriously, I, I think it's going to take her a couple of fights now because otherwise fans are going to be, no, you just gave this title shot to her because she's Ronda Rousey, and you, yeah. you're going to flip the fan base, and they're going to hate her. I yeah, mean, yeah. They, they already have problems with her as it is. I mean, she talked about having suicidal thoughts for crying out loud, and people are like, well, she's a crybaby, you know? And so if anything gets handed to her, uh, that's just going to make people hate her. I mean, that, yeah. that'll be the end of it. There'll be no more popularity for her at all, yeah. and, and she won't be a good women's champ. But I don't think Homeboy is either. I mean, you watched the fight last night. She just didn't know how to be a champion. I mean, how, how many interviews have you seen of Holly Holmes since she's been champion? Well, that too. You see? Uh, now, <laughs> right. Now, how much do you know about Holly Holm more than you know now? What you know about Holly Holm is she grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She beat Ronda Rousey, and she got beat by Tate. I mean, that's legitimately. That's it. That's that, all you know. That's what you know about Holly Holm. And when she was defending the title last night, she looked good for rounds one, you know, three and four, uh, most of five. Uh, but she was kind of doing almost like a, a boxer would defend the title. And that is move around the ring, throw jabs, you know, make the the challenger bring the fight to you. But that's not how it works in MMA. They they expect you to still take the fight to that individual, even as champion. And she didn't do that last night very well. And in the times when she really uh, let her guard down, uh, Tate took advantage of it both times and, and beat her with her ground game and proved that home is basically a one-trick pony. And if she can't beat yeah. you standing up with her fists and, and, and fighting you like a boxer, if you get her on the ground, she can beat you. And I, I think that that probably gave Rousey an even more incentive that, okay, I can get her down. Because that's what Rousey does. I mean, she's Gracie Jiu-Jitsu all the way. Yeah. You know, that's the strength of her game. So I, I feel like if Rousey is able to get back to herself, she could beat home. I really do. And I, I think the first one may have been a fluke. We'll find out. But I, I think it's amazing, though, that Tate – um, and, 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 you know, my call of it was last night was this. My take was if Tate would have lost to home last night, that would have been it. I mean, she would have never got another title shot. Yeah. I mean, you can't go for it twice and lose both times and get a third time. It's just not how it works in professional sports. Yeah. And, you know, especially in that particular setting, I mean, you get one or two opportunities and then that's it. After that, it's you're like a one and done. Kind yeah, of deal. exactly. You're, you're just that person who ends up going 34 and 10 or something like that, and you mm-hmm. won a whole bunch of fights, but you were never champ. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's just what it is. You never work your way back into contention because, you know, none of them are getting any younger, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you look at Chuck Liddell, you know, after that guy oh, was yeah. champ. I mean, you know, he went around beating a lot of guys up, but, you know, he never had that, that supremacy ever again, you know. So, I mean, that's the way that I look at it, you know. And with, with the um, Gregor fight, you know, I think, first of all, I think it's amazing the way that he's handled it, you know, after the fight. You know, I'm humble in defeat and in victory. You know, he, uh, in a in a post-fight interview, talked about how great uh, uh, Nate really handled uh, the, the, the blows that he threw at him and said, you know, look, if that had been anybody else, I'd have knocked him out a long time ago. But, I mean, you know, bloody Diaz just kept coming at him. And refuse to back down. And there's always that one guy that pushes you to your limit, you know. And Nate Diaz was that guy. I mean, he took Conor McGregor all the way. Yeah. And, you know, was it a mistake for McGregor to work go to weight classes? I don't think so. I, I think he just ran into a guy who knew how to handle him and wasn't going to take a shit. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, at <laughs> yeah. the weigh-in, everything that happened, Diaz was that, that guy who just couldn't wait to close his mouth. And, you know, I'm still a McGregor fan. I still think McGregor's nasty. But, man, quarter of the night had to go to Nate Diaz when he said, hey, I ain't surprised, motherfucker. You know, I mean, he <laughs> he took it to him, man. And, I mean, as bloody as he was, as cut up as he was, he just kept coming at him. And he slapped him a couple times in the yeah. course of that fight. Let him have it with his right hand like a like a pimp. Just, you know, <laughs> put powder yeah. on it and everything and bap, let him have it. And, I mean, and, and like a I'm telling you, and Diaz was pleading so hard to look like he was having his period. But he oh just, my. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, Diaz was profusely that, bleeding. Anybody who saw Mr. it. KAB right there, Rena. Wow. Anybody, I'm telling you, man. But uh, no, I know what you're saying. Anybody who saw that fight, man, knew that he was bloody as hell. I mean, it looked like a WWE match. But it was real life. This guy was bloodied yeah. and beaten, and he came back and he won that fight. Legitimately choked out Conor McGregor. Legitimately made him tap out. How many guys could have done that? Legitimately taken those kinds of punches and that kind of a beating at yeah. any weight class and been able to win the fight. Well, uh, that that wraps it up for today, <laughs> Reno. How do, how do we get a hold of you online? You can go to Reno Rain. That's R E E N O. R-E-Y-N. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. And Andrew. Uh, you can find me at the Full Court Press on Facebook. Uh, Andrew Duncan, my you know, initial page. You can find me on Twitter at DrewDuncan83. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, you can also follow me on Snapchat, Reno32. Just saying. <laughs> Just follow saying. Me. I, I don't want people stuff. to find me on Snapchat. Now, Kevin, uh, as we go, I want you to play us out. Or as Bill O'Reilly says, I don't know what it means to play us out. You've been involved in television for how many years? You know what that means? Okay. Go. (laughs) 